0: Renaud's <laughs> podcast. Right there, introducing my next guest on Renar's podcast. Here we have What's up, my Subman. Yeah, good. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, you traveled an hour from where now? Uh, from Orpington. Orpington. What was going on in Orpington? We're, by the way, now it's just the Easter was just finished and stuff. And how was how was the Orpington Easter for you?
1: Uh, it was family time. It hey. was good family time. Yeah. Okay. My, my sister, my wife, my two daughters, my niece, my sister's boyfriend. Yeah. So. Wow. Big full big house. Big full house. Yeah. Full yeah. house. Yeah.
0: Um, listen. Thank you so much for coming over. Uh, we met not a long time ago. We met on a set. Yep. And I remember someone who said to you that that guy's Latvian. No,
1: you <laughs> said, like, that guy's Lithuanian.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, he wanted to make fun out of it. Because, like, people, yeah, keep, pe- people keep pulling my leg there, just like, oh, so you're from Lithuania. It's like, yeah, it's, well, it's Latvian. No, oh, it's the same shit. <laughs> yeah, that's what people keep saying. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so just your microphone, so you can see me. Like, put like this microphone like, okay. in front of you, like like this. You see? Like, there you go. Much better. Otherwise, you have to do this all the time. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> just relax. We're gonna have a good time. Okay, so uh, when someone can find you on Instagram, they're gonna see things like uh, Buddhist, martial artist, qualified osteopath, performer, and warrior. Um, I think I want to go straight away, probably to the martial artist. Okay. And the martial art, what you're representing, you say that out loud, please. So uh, it's a uh,
1: traditional Vietnamese martial art called Nhat Nam.
0: Nhat Nam. Yeah. And when I was looking up some of the uh, some of the videos um, online, I realized it's not that popular. I never heard of it. I've done martial arts all my life. I never heard of it. And um, and when I looked it up, there's not many videos, anyways. And it's quite new. S- s- go from the very beginning. How did you get into it, and how long you've been representing <coughs> it? And I'm guessing you're teaching it as well now.
1: Uh, I'm on break, but I'm I'm about to come back.
0: Oh, okay, but you've been teaching. <laughs> yeah, 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 I've
1: been teaching for ten ten years. Oh wow! Yeah.
0: Wow! So you've been you've been really exposed to it a while ago. Then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So
1: th- how I started is very simple story. Just. I grew up in Lithuania, in Vilnius, in the capital of Lithuania. And in my area, there wasn't many activities that you can do. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like here in London, you know, you have every youth club or, you know, where you can do whatever you want. So, um, so and one day after the school, I just saw the the my martial art, my future martial art teacher mm-hmm. practicing. And I was like, wow, it's cool. It looks cool, you know. And I and my dad came to pick me up from the school, and I said, "Dad, listen. There's uh, there's that man over there. He's doing some crazy stuff. You know, mm. I would like to learn something like this. You know." And my dad, I'm I'm really lucky with my parents because my dad he was uh, he is practicing still yoga, and he was practicing yoga since I was you know since uh, as long as I remember myself, you mm-hmm. know. And he was teaching me the different yoga asanas when I was a kid and. And he was like, "Okay, okay, let's go. Let's talk to that man." And he went. He talked to the trainer, um, to my future coach. Uh, his name is Petras uh, Golovac, uh, mm-hmm. and which uh, is a
0: Lithuanian name, Petras. Yeah, Petras or yeah,
1: yeah. Peter. It would be in Russian. Yeah. So, is
0: he Russian or he's Lithuanian? He's Russian. Uh, okay. He's Russian. Yeah.
1: And uh, and uh, yeah, my dad spoke with him, and he's like, "Okay, you're gonna train," and that's it. That's how it was, you know. So, how,
0: how old were you then? Seven. Seven. And now you are? 32. 32. So my math, 20-something uh, 20 years? 25 years. 25 years. Wow. Okay. And uh, I'm surprised that you said there's not much going on in Vilnius. Vilnius is the capital of Lithuania. Yeah, yeah but it was but Marshall, 25 years ago. Yeah, but martial arts, like karate, was I'm pretty sure they were represented.
1: There were, there were a lot, you know, but in my area, in my area there was like one kickboxing club. Mm. Uh, one uh, boxing club but I don't know just probably because of my nature I wasn't I wasn't very into those very intense martial arts right. you know like very I was always more I was very how to say out there I, yeah I was how to say soft child you know? oh okay I was a very soft child some things uh,
0: haven't changed have they <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 what are you talking about? Look at you, you're so rough and tough and yeah, so all that. Um, okay, and th- and that's how it started. Well, I'm going to play a, li- a couple, of, uh, there's a video online, and I'm going to put it on that wall right now as well.
1: They had a lot of martial arts, and uh, most of those martial arts, they were like, like small, like family styles, you know? Yeah, like yeah,
0: yeah. Because they did start with the families. It's almost yeah, like yeah, how yeah, yeah. you yeah, yeah. come up with different styles. I think Kung Fu was similar. Similar, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, similar story. So, and uh, I don't remember when, but uh, I think it was the 20th century, 19-something, when the Viet Vo Dao came. Mm-hmm. You know, the, another Vietnamese martial art came. But what Viet Vo Dao did actually, they took a lot of those family styles and then just merge them, you know, just merge them together. Yeah. And the professor, the, 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 how to say, the main head of this martial art, he said, he said, I'm not going to merge into Vietva Dao because mm-hmm. I see this style as uh, strong enough to sustain itself as a as a separate martial art. And that's that's why he he didn't mention to Vietnam he started spreading
0: his school in
1: Vietnam you know
0: yeah sorry so now I'm finally figure out how to film it and so now I'm recording on my thing okay and so now who is this guy Uh, the what you
1: see now he's Professor Gossambin so he's the head of this martial art he's the head of this martial art he's the head of this martial art art, yes so he's like and this uh, in this video you can see me with my friend Andres.
0: And th- this these videos are from where now? For mainly example? Russia, mm-hmm. some
1: of them uh, Vietnam, some of them. There, we, there was few episodes from from here from UK. This is Russia. This is Moscow. Mm-hmm.
0: And then they're like Vietnam. Um, so the first kind of European country was uh, well, Russia is not really European countries. Eurasia, uh, but um, it started with Russia. So started
1: with Russia. Then it went. I think Belarus, Ukraine, and Lithuania was pretty much at the same time.
0: Mm, 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 mm. Yeah,
1: pretty much at the same time.
0: Why uh, Lithuania? Why not none of the other e- uh, like no. Baltic countries?
1: D- you know, to be honest, I don't really know those details how it went, but mm. there, was, um, there was a there uh, was a student of the professor, uh, his and his secretary professor secretary uh, another master uh, Chamfuki. Who traveled around the Europe? Oh, okay. I don't know why he came to Lithuania and how did yeah, he choose yeah. the Lithuania? But he came to Lithuania, and that's where he met my my master, my teacher, Patos pa- 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 Golovac. And uh, the 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 idea is that my teacher, before start teaching Vietnam, he was practicing martial arts. Year, years before mm, he was practicing, mm, mm, mm. ushu karate. Uh, uh, I think ju- judo as well, and and different different. And other. then he
0: found that this martial art is something what he wants to do. Yes. Wow. Yes. yes. That's very interesting. Like, well, just from watching this, let's let's see some of the moves in this video, and then if I want to, b- you can comment Th- on some this of one, that. for
1: example. What you see now, it's uh, it's like a breathing, um, recovery, like well-being techniques. You know. No, here you are. Look at you. Yeah. All young and sexy. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Age, you know. Yeah. So who have muscles, they they take the t- tops off. Yeah, yeah. Why <laughs> girls are putting the keeping their tops on? That's always just so unfair.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. So so this this is one of our sport camps.
0: There you go. That's the one.
2: Which are designed for a specific purpose. This is a breathing quen, where the student is using a special. Is this
0: like a foreplay before you see, s- uh, you know, consummate with your wife? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's how to
0: <laughs> w- it's how to find the wife
1: you just know, joking like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> there's
0: like 30 of you guys just setting <laughs> up somewhere outside and just <laughs> doing it. there you go so the I- idea
1: For the century. yeah so Can you heard the I'm word sorry. quen, quen yeah. is like a sequence of movements Mm-mm. and the We had like different, like in karate. In karate, they
0: call katas. Katas, In uh, kung fu, they would call forms. Yes, yes. And bushu as well. Yeah, so quen
1: is like a combination of movements, and Mm -hmm. you can have in Vietnam, we have like breathing quens Mm -hmm. where you do the breathing. You saw the one that we just saw, it was a tiger breathing. Yeah. So it's a rough, or let's, let's say yan. You know, like active energy. That's going to be
0: my ringtone. This is
1: a breathing, right? Yeah, and you can hear the breathing is a specific, like, tiger. Yeah, yeah. Breathing. well,
0: when I did karate, like, we did, did the same thing. We had breathing katas and we had, uh, uh, yeah. um, like, the katas
1: Yeah, so breathing, then you have, uh, st- uh, like, uh, style cut ca- like, uh, uh, quens of... Uh, Styled so tiger style yeah, 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 snake yeah. and different different. Here you others. go. That's that's a
0: different. This one what and is this? One? That's a tiger. Various
2: forms have developed such as tiger, snake,
0: fist or hammer, dao or hand sword. But it's Each quite similar. Like in in, in kung fu and wushu, they have also tiger. They also yeah, have yeah, 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 monkey. Yeah. Do you have a drunken one?
1: Uh, we have,
0: but I've never learned. Oh damn it! It's we you've been sober features. for years. attack
2: and defense. For example, tiger style is based
0: on grabbing and ripping movements. There's a lot of movements w- with the wrist. Yeah, so different. Di-
1: yeah, difference, For example, tiger style. One of the main spe- how to say characteristic is movement with the wrist. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, another, for example, and snake as well. Mm-hmm. but if you have, like, other uh, style like a fist, or in, in Vietnam, fist we call, like, a rock or a hammer style, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. fist is used more like a hammer, so there won't be so much movement with the wrist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, there will be some, but not so much. Tiger is because you grab and rip, and so it's a lot of must be Okay,
0: in. so straight away, w- someone who would see this haven't see, it's haven't been that popular, like, as other ones, I uh, would say, like, um, so what is actual practical usage to it? Can you use it as an actual combat? Can you use it in a, in a martial, you know, as a martial art, as in a fight? So, like, for example, from Kung Fu, we have Sanda, right? So we have well, Kung yeah, Fu, yeah. and then Sanda is mental. It's very, very powerful, very insane. We know, like, Will uh, Mackey, he's uh, Sanda's uh, um, uh, guy. he's uh, he's done he? Yeah, yeah, and he's done some competitions. He's tough as nails, tough as they come. Just insane. Like, if you see him working out, the, uh, smashing uh, uh, a bag, it's like, stay away from it. <laughs> it's going to yeah, fly yeah, at any yeah. moment. Um, but uh, Bushu, for example, don't have as a as a fight thing, right? So they just do forums and it's beautiful. Yeah, it's a yeah. certain type of sport. What is the deal with uh, natnam?
1: I would say, you know, for me... And I don't know where to start from, you know. Because
0: no, just just give me tell me like, is there like actual uh, quite big usages, or they, do they have competitions? Do they? So have we um, in
1: Lithuania, we have a lot of competitions, mm-hmm. uh, competitions like sparring competitions. Yeah, yeah, like sparring competitions. We have competitions that is very original, and I think you never seen uh, anywhere else is uh, with the long staff.
0: I saw the long stuff, actually, they probably in this video. The long stuff, someone who's done stuff uh, in Kung Fu, yeah. and I competed as well, and and I really can appreciate it because I can see how ho- it's a heavy stuff, yes, isn't it? it is. So it's uh, much harder to do all those yeah. moves, and I can totally have respect to, to, to that. And it's also more practical because in Kung Fu, uh, you, you we we go with these very light stuffs and in reality or in a war uh, you know they will give you something metal and heavy Yeah, like that skill goes out of the window yeah. you know but you guys know actually what's going on there but before you go talking about stuff and other stuff tell me about the sparring how d- is there any videos of sparring of uh, Natnam or I think you
1: could, can find but you need to research yeah. it when I we're going to have a break I will go try to find okay. it and then we can go back to it Okay.
0: Um, so what tell me wh- how does the sparring look like so Sparring is very
1: similar, actually, to Kung Fu Sanda. Okay. And just about three years ago, I started... No, because pandemic, it de- yeah, just deleted yeah, yeah. two years. So, I think about four years ago, I started... We I'd had start- a vacation for yeah. three years. <laughs> <laughs> I started competing in Sanda here in UK as well. Yeah, I had I had few, few wins, few losses, but it mm-hmm. was a good, good experience. Uh, so, very similar. Because, you see, when you compete, you need to put the gloves on. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of technique... Goes through the window. Yeah, because you have all the wrists, yeah, all the yeah. poking eyes, and Boat, t- yeah. t- the
0: grabbing the nose, nose, ripping up throat. Yeah, I, mean I, just, <laughs> I saw some of those. I'm like, but also like, how do you practice them? Yeah, you can kind of like pretend that it's gonna happen, but you don't really do. it. Actually, them. there is a book written by the professor, mm-hmm. uh, the manual.
1: How to practice all this stuff? Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. How to prepare a dummy? Play bowling. Play a lot of bowling. Special dummy, you know, and (laughs) like bowling. I don't actually. I think probably climbing would help more than bowling because you, you know, (laughs) climbers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like bouldering and climbing. Or just being a naughty
0: boy. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, (laughs) that's a naughty boy joke. (laughs) (laughs) That no that. Which was the that was the noise you wanted to ask? Okay, that's one. Yeah. So, so
1: yeah. So just that's why when you have the gloves on, probably the style that is closest is sanda, and -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. why for us it was quite simple to move into sanda. So,
0: what about like the basic strikes? Uh, We do um, uh, like uh, hooks and and uh, basic punches. And uh, oh my god, my head doesn't work. Uh, what is a f- jab f- f- cross? Jab, jab, cross. Yeah, hooks, all of that you guys use. But do you use? How yeah. do you practice them? Do you do pads? Yeah, we do pads. Okay. Yeah, we do pads. So, kicks. What about spin kicks? Push spin kicks? kicks,
1: roundhouse, push kick. So all t- of those TP, are in there. Everything, everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, we have that uh, that whip kick. You know, I have. Uh, I haven't seen the used a lot, but now actually, now even in UFC, I see fighters start using that kick as well. Mm. Uh, you know when we go from inside out. That oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. that's funny enough. I was actually. Uh, on this job where we, we met together, uh, we were asked to do this one uh, audition, um, kind of help for this addition yeah. for these three girls yeah, who yeah, came yeah, yeah. in. We used that kick. Oh, I was, did you? I, was, I was doing that kick. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. I forgot what's the name of it. In karate, we had that as well yeah, when yeah, I used yeah, yeah. to study it. But I, that considered to be a very advanced kick and stuff. It is, so yeah. it is. So you kind of go, you can go for a push kick. Almost like push kick, and they and then and you and whip then and just yes, move to the whip other side. The, yeah. for those who are listening, this imagine there's a roundhouse kick, right? So if you go roundhouse kick, but imagine doing with the same leg that other way around, just the other side. So you go round yes, inside yes. a roundhouse, you go yeah. inside. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, we're not recording. eh yeah, we're recording.
2: Snake style is soft and sharp style. at the same time.
0: How many styles are there? A lot, <laughs> you know. <laughs> any any creature you can imagine. Yeah.
1: So f- this, this one, for example,
0: mountain. it's moving so mountains. Wow, asleep. that is pretty. So this is when you talk about fists using like as a as a hammers.
1: Yeah. yeah. So moving. So the idea, like for example, you see the Vietnam is a martial. I really, I always like to say that it is a martial, but it's in an art.
2: Mm. You know,
1: so moving mountain. If you would, if you would practice as a movement, you would do like, okay, you know, because how do you learn? You know, you have a master or a friend and he shows you the movement and you're like, okay, I move like this. I do, 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 you know, Mm -hmm. but then they tell you it's a moving mountain, you know? Mm -hmm. So meditate on it, you know, what is the moving mountain, you know, why, how mountain, mountain can move. What is about?
2: Uh,
0: what is it can't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It, it
1: can't. But you know, what is the idea of this? Um, how to say, um concept of moving yeah, yeah. mountain? You know? I
0: have my, my main question is what kind of drug you guys usually <laughs> did in Netnam? Is it <laughs> weed? Is it shrooms? Is it? it w-
1: <laughs> to be honest, it was very strict. You know, the our our community was very strict. To regarding no to substances no nothing, substances yeah. nothing nothing you know
0: because vietnam is not very like i've been vietnam once mm-hmm. you know i did my trip from da Nang to ho chi minh city on a scooter Woo! <laughs> 700 miles um oh wow yeah 700 miles i did in that like maybe a week uh with the idea that uh, every once in a while i would just stop and chill at the uh, at the beach, and I realized I was going through this all industrial area. there's no beaches. I was just going through these <laughs> stinky, horrible places <laughs> um It was interesting for me to see that this so, like the 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 uh, Soviet or the um communism, communism is everywhere still there it's like you see these huge fields and some police officers they're kind of hiding in the corner and stuff and and with the white <laughs> gloves and as go to the stores uh, they have the same product, like th- hundreds of them in one. Like just like it was in Soviet Union back in Latvia Lithuania yeah, yeah um so yeah it was interesting to see but then when I finally got to like the uh, resort areas oh my god totally different life yeah. all the tourists yeah, yeah, just yeah. having good time and stuff one thing what I noticed in Vietnam and this maybe explains why it went first of all to Russia because when I was in those uh, kind of resort areas uh, tourists so many Russians I would go like. Uh, uh, stores, the title of the stores, uh, pharmacies would be in Russian, and uh, I realized that locals speak better Russian than than English. So I think from very lo- like very long time um, ago, um, Russians used to go there, and b- maybe some of them kind of learn about the martial art and picked it up. Not sure. And I'm I'm just th- kind of a
1: yeah. I think there was some kind of yeah. Maybe let to see. Sympathy. Yeah, know, but between. I think also
0: like Vietnamese Vietnam was communism just when, when USSR was communism. Oh yeah. So they used to be pals, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they would have all these maybe exchanges with the sports and stuff and they would go see like this is what we have, this is what you have. We're gonna teach you teach you sambo, and you teach us <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Let's just finish this video. Tell yeah. me more about what is going on here.
1: Yeah, so this is the, no, so that's why I say so when you you have a movement but on on top of the movement you add the the poetry you know mm. oh that's we have a stuff that's
0: the heavy stuff and you you can see how heavy it is yeah. or you are just super strong
1: and the yeah and it's not 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 wibbly yeah, stuff yeah, you know yeah that's
0: that's kung fu people have yeah so yeah so wibbly stuff
1: yeah so this, these are the kids practicing in one of our sports. but one camps. one thing
0: i'm pretty sure that kung fu has advantage over the wiggly stuff it's uh, we are faster with the stabbing of course, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. it's very light and stuff.
1: Yeah. To develop coordination. Yeah. So Atlant general. Acrobatics. All your students can
0: do acrobatics as well.
1: It's it's like one of the topics to to practice on.
0: That's awesome. That, that I really like that.
1: Yeah. So these these kids now. There, this is when we just started teaching in UK. Yeah. So these kids are. There's my my teacher, Patos Golovac. So yeah,
0: I thought like the guy with the long hair with a <laughs> ponytail, it must be the, the <laughs> teacher. <laughs> the,
1: yeah, this this guy is Andrus. He's Andrus Danilovas, he's the first one who started teaching Vietnam in UK. Oh okay. And he he's the first one who like
0: how many schools do you have right now in, in uh in the UK?
1: Before the pandemics we had uh So it was up it was going up and down, you mm-hmm. see. But at, at the best point we had four. Mm-hmm. Four clubs in different areas around London and Reading. And Reading is just twenty minutes away from here. Yeah. 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 And uh and finally we had one and then that one was as well. We had to see suspended for the for the pandemic. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So okay, so b- sorry again before pandemic, how many clubs do you have? So before it was two, but at the best time we had four. Four. Uh, okay. yeah, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. And how easy is to get people in into this? Like Very the, difficult. Very difficult. Because yeah. they think it's just some kind of yeah. a... Well, I, I'm you know, I'm not going to be lying. The first time I saw it, looked very uh, out there martial art, yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, but again, like, just what you just said now, that you actually do sparrings, that you actually do all those things. It's almost like you need to guys figure out how to present yourself, how to... The selling point. The selling point. Because, like, this where is that selling point? uh, Even though I love it, it's one of my favorites, but this (laughs) is a scary selling point, just saying. Yeah, yeah, people
1: people just like, oh, oh, what what is it about? What is it about? Yeah, but, you see, uh, how to say, only now, so I'm like, after 25 years of practicing this martial art, only now probably, I, I would say I would understand about, I can't say that I understand all of this martial art but i would say i understand most of yeah, yeah, yeah what the benefit and how you can why we do what we do you yeah know? yeah, because yeah
0: no, but, but, but I, this just as what we talked about the selling point um it's like because now super famous or uh, popular is ufc right? Yeah. everyone wants to do uh, yeah. mar- mixed martial arts because uh, that's cool you know bjj is super cool one of the reasons because it's been used in MMA, and they putting the, it. You know, there's no, no gi, there's gi, and it's all. And then you come out with this. Wait, I'm just. I'm, just, just, just like it's, I'm not. I'm not making fun.
1: It's called quen. Or of which are dis- <laughs> no, okay, Sorry. but yeah, yeah, I understand. Okay, but but when we think, uh, what is. What is training? You know, like for example, we, if we take an athlete, let's say mm, MMA mm. athlete, yeah, let's let's think like this. We take an MMA athlete. He's training for fights. Yeah. Yeah. His training will consist of grappling, punching. You know, so groundwork, this this strength and conditioning. What's after? Mm. And then, and what what's then? You know, so. And that's where my, you see, osteopathy studies come in, you know, kicks in because like uh, you think, what else your body need? You know? Listen,
0: like uh, I'm, I'm just you know joking around here, but the honest, honestly, like BJJ, uh, gi, no gi, uh, but all the MMA stuff, they're so dangerous. People get crippled. You know, it is cool. It is cool to see that on the screen, and and uh, but like even Joe Rogan, who is like the, one of the biggest advocates for BJJ, like he he's like, oh, my back is fucked, my knees are fucked, everything's fucked. I need to replace this, replace that. It's almost like because I, I started doing BJJ and very quickly I started getting all these nasty injuries. It's whether you are so dedicated that you do all the conditioning properly, you do all the stretching properly, all of that what people don't really see and don't talk about, but they just see like submissions and the wins that's and all the that. th- that's the thing and uh, and yeah I, th- I think like in in the in your case is just to figure out those other kind of again selling points, and um, how what, w- there's much more to that. And, and, and people, unfortunately, they, they, you know, they're so, uh, what's the, click bite, you know. Yep. It's all about like, oh, what coo- what is cool, that's what I'm going to do, yep. you know. And yep. they don't really think about it. That's the, that's the biggest problem.
1: It's always about those cherries, you know. Everyone is looking for the cherry. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Even on Instagram, you know. I look at my friends who are athletes or PTs or, you know, just fitness people, you know and everyone's like oh look they do this challenge oh let's try this challenge you know and everyone is like going for those cherry picking you know let's do this let's do that let's yeah. do this let's yeah. do that you know and my teacher for many years he was saying guys 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 don't don't get distracted by that mm. stick to the stick to the plan you know just follow the path and all these things, they will come naturally.
0: Yeah, but we, we're we humans. We want yeah. a quick fix. We want a quick result. We want to, like, try to convince a parent. Well, I don't know how nowadays they, they fix this, you know. They probably wouldn't, if the child is uh, bullied and beaten up, they wouldn't come nowadays and say, oh, that's nice, my phone is still on. Um, they're not going to say to a child, listen, uh, learn martial arts and go beat up that guy or whatever. But back in the days, if... Uh, if a if a parent like, okay, I, I need to get my son or or daughter stronger, and they would have option to go to this martial art, or to go to boxing, or to go to kickboxing, which is like, you know, straightforward and 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 easy peasy kind of like you learn how to punch and strike. I I, I if I put myself in those shoes, I the the decision is very easy, right? And only if I would know you as a as a teacher personally. Then I'll be. Oh, actually, there's more to that. There's, you know.
1: I really like that you t- you touch this topic because actually I I was talking with my wife about the same thing few few days ago mm-hmm. when we were driving to East Devon. So, if you if you would look from one point of view, yes, of course. Yeah. You want your child to learn how to defend themselves. You know, go boxing, go kickboxing. It's is easiest way. You know, punch, strike, ta ta ta. You know, but at the same time. Is that the safest thing?
0: Mm. From many perspectives, especially uh, among adults, it's not. 100%. It's actually more dangerous for me to know martial art because if the shit goes down, and so many cases are that you punch someone, they fall and they crack their heads and all that kind of stuff. That's why I also like BJJ is apparently one of the best ones because you don't yep. hurt someone, yep. you know, breaking their Just bones. Just put them asleep. Put, put them asleep, yeah.
1: But so is it. So you see that's that's where we're coming from and again uh you know you teach that but no matter how strong you will be there might be a stronger one mm. you know there might be someone with a knife
0: mm, there might be someone then? with a gun you yeah, know that's why I will take my kids for uh, running classes so they look uh, athletics just run just
1: run <laughs> just run <laughs> run forest run you know
0: <laughs> exactly
1: you know so so yeah so is that the same and and that's what I said to my wife. I said, that's why I'm so, how to say, glad. So that's why I really, I will be glad till the end of my life to my teacher because he not only, how to say, held us in this environment, you know, and created this environment for us, safe environment with friends and other teenagers. You know, we are practicing cool stuff. with did acrobatics, we did this. Mm-mm. And for actually, you know, when you ask, do you compete? Actually, we were not we were not allowed to compete in like sparrings and everything for first, I think, five or six years wow. of practicing. And you other
0: martial arts do that in like third class or That's something. The, you
1: know, and we we were conditioning and conditioning and conditioning. And my master, my teacher, he was looking for many different interesting ways how mm. to keep our mind interesting, you know, how to say interested. Yeah, yeah. To keep conditioning instead of going to that let's go and punch each other. because when you start when you start fighting and you get that confidence that actually I'm strong
2: Mm-mm.
1: where you don't know where that confidence can lead, especially in the street you know mm. sometimes you might react to someone someone did something wrong like, eh, you, uh, 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 you know and you don't know that person, you know maybe okay, maybe you will knock him out but he might look after he might go after you for days for weeks
0: yeah the aftermath was can be crazy could aftermath be, can be crazy Their friend can be around the corner with a yeah. with the knife
1: yeah. that's why my teacher he was always for years he was saying the mastery of this martial art is to learn to fight in the way that you would never need to use it
0: mm mm, mm. i totally agree and that's what we were taught actually in karate as well our coach he said like yes this is the one thing when you do uh, kumite you spar here on the on the mat with the gloves with the mouth guard and there's another thing to do on the street he said like that's the last resort the last resort if you need to protect your family or you need to yeah you know that's a lot 100 percent um but i think that can be used for any martial art. It of depending course. really, really to on your coach. Your, it could be your boxing coach, it could be karate, any any coach. Uh, but the question here now more stands that for five. You said for five years you never did any like sparring and stuff. No. So if shit does go down, who is going to have more chance to defend their close ones uh, and or yourself? The one who did. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Muay Thai, where you kick your shins and you're very, very conditioned. And if you kick someone in a in their leg, they just succumb. Or someone who's never sparred for five years, who's gonna have more chance to to fight? You
1: see, from from my experience, what I see, uh, it really it's very in the personal thing. No, of course it is individual thing. I would yeah. say. Because when I start training kids and I start taking kids to the competitions, you know, I've seen so many different scenarios, mm-hmm. you know. I've seen kids who train for months, you know, very dedicated, like, bam, 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 good, yeah, yeah. And they will go to competition and they, they seize, you know. Mm. They fail. Mm. As soon as they get hit or something, that that's it. They don't know... All the technique goes through the window. It's a shock.
0: So, but did they con- uh, did they spar at, yeah, sc- yeah, at their yeah, school? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. They spar. They did. You know, we did proper yeah, pad yeah. work, sparring. You know, everything, conditioning. You know.
0: But I think it's more mainly just a different uh, um, environment. Environment so they, like, and mentality. Get exposed to different m- environment, and they don't know what yes, to do. Yes,
1: that's why I see it's so individual. And I've seen some other guys who like they were lazy. They were, you know, like mm. ah, yeah, yeah. And then we go to competition. And just before he goes, he said, what do I need to do? And I tell him, keep your hands up. And as soon as you see he's open, kick or punch. And that's it. And he goes. And yeah. he wins, you know. And you look at that and you think, how?
0: Huh? You know? Yeah, yeah. I I actually can relate to that. When I did karate, when I used to compete, I was scared shitless. I was so nervous. I would go like 20 times to the toilet. Uh, yeah, yeah I, was, yeah, I hated it. Uh the best feeling was after the fight. Yeah. The best oh. feeling. It felt like, oh my God, I'm the king of the world. Cause like already, whatever unexpected happened or what I thought and how, cause in your head, you like, oh, I'll go all through all these different scenarios. So is, is he going to punch me? Is he going to break my nose? Is he going to do this to me or whatever, whatever. Am I going to be better? I'm going to be faster. Um, but, uh, though, as more I competed, as I better I was getting. As mm. more my confidence. And for some kids, that is maybe already given. It's in their DNAs. It's already, you know, depending how they are. Yeah. Um, but for some kids, they need to work on that. And I had definitely had to work on that.
1: So I would say, I would say we almost all have, it, you know, mm. because it's like a natural survival mechanism.
0: Mm.
1: But just, uh, we either suppress it or we are either traumatized by something that create the mental
0: block. That's know? true, but also our, our survival instinct can kick in differently. Whether we fight or we run, or we freeze. Or we freeze. Yeah, that's, that's the best th- one. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't it's know. Like a deer on the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't remember if Is Gabor Mate talks about it in his book, the one that I the when the body says no. Does he talks yeah. about the freezing mechanism?
0: Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, because there's another book uh, that I was thinking to text you by. I forgot about it. It's called "The uh, um, Healing the tr- uh, Waking the Tiger Healing the Trauma." Yeah, you did send it to me. As oh, well. did it? Yeah, I did it. I did that. Yeah. yeah. So I think I couldn't find it. Listen, w-
0: let's finish with, uh, with okay. the with the martial arts and stuff, and then we can have a little break.
1: Okay. Okay. So, so yeah. So you see, and that's why I say I'm I'm so glad to my teacher because he's for so many years he just kept us in that environment, you mm-hmm. know, safe environment with the friends. Uh, he was. Keep our mind occupied by, you know, that all cool stuff, mm, mm. acrobatics, weapons, you know, staff, sword, you know, different different challenges to our body, and that created a certain habit to stay active, keep, st- keep constantly keep our body stimulated by different stimulus, you know, and that's why for me, like when about uh, how long ago was it? about seven years. When first time, 80 years, first time when I heard about uh, Ido Portal, mm-hmm. you know, and when I saw what he does, I was like, that's, that's, that's what we were doing for yeah. years. You for know, For those
0: who don't know I- Ido Portal, he was combining capoeira, he was combining like body weights, training like with rings and stuff. And he was huge. And there was also the animal movement, like the animal... Animal
1: animal movement in our training was like one of the main... That's what you guys were doing all the time. Yeah, yeah. all the time, you know. And like at one point, you know, I got very upset with that, you know, because like, like... We did it for years, you know, mm. and ha- now he comes up, like, with something new, like, boom, look at this, you know.
0: But that was the thing, he found a selling point. That's
1: the boom. thing, you know.
0: And th- I think that's with e- everything and anything. But like, there's so many things that be been not popular for years. They were just, and then someone, like, a movie. I think Capoeira changed so much with Mark Dukaskis when he did that film. Oh, Oh my god! Everyone was doing capoeira. Yeah, what was yeah, the name yeah. of that film? I
1: don't remember. Uh, but Mark de yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. Um,
0: and um, it, it was huge. You know, i uh, F- F- Fabio Santos. I uh, hope we're gonna have him soon. Like he's crazy capoeirista, and, and we talked like he he was he's done capoeira now for twenty whatever years, and that was also one of his inspirations. And mm. like for me, so what I'm saying is that there has to be some kind of breaking point, something that, like, I'm pretty sure there would be a famous actor doing. Uh, Uh, Vietnam. (laughs) Vietnam. It's just the title. You want to say it? Because uh, in Russian, yet means no. So yeah, yeah. is it yes nam or no nam? <laughs> yet nam or danam. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so someone comes out and uh, makes it famous and popular, like Sigal uh, did the same with thing Aikido. with yeah, Aikido. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then you guys need, look at you. You, 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 you should start. We should do a yeah. film. Uh,
1: we, need, we need to do a b- yeah. okay, <laughs> movie. Okay, let's have a
0: break uh, and we're going to be back in a second. Okay. Okay. Oh and we are okay. back. Which is the, the refill on coffee. Um, how are you feeling? We got a like we got a heating uh, blanket yes, now. Yes, yes.
1: Now I, f- I feel a bit better. better. Yeah. Adomas, you're
0: from Lithuania, shouldn't you be like used to the cold and stuff?
1: Yeah, but as I said, it's probably the adrenaline shake. You know, it's <laughs> like I'm so excited that my body doesn't know how to control the. Yeah, we thermal. popped uh,
0: Adomas Cherry today. It's his first podcast.
1: Yes, yeah. it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> here we are. No, I'm again, very happy to be uh, that you're here, buddy. So we talked about martial art, uh, which is qu- there's so much to talk about it it. Is we could do yeah. it t- till tomorrow. There's n- we're not going to have time. Yeah. Let's talk about about Buddhist and yes. Buddhism.
1: So everything is, you see, in my life, everything is, so, how to say, sort of blends in together, because I got into the Buddhism through martial arts. Mm-hmm. you know through my through my martial art teacher so i was 8 years old when i started How you were
0: 8 that? years old when you started buddhism yes so
1: right. so that's again I, that's
0: about the time when i stopped using diaper <laughs> and you went into buddhism <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so idea was
1: um as i mentioned my dad was into yoga mm-hmm. you know since uh as, as long as I remember myself, you know, and as long as I remember my dad, you know, he was very into yoga. And one day after the, the martial arts class, you know, my teacher said, uh, we're going to finish earlier today because we have a best guest from Tibet. You mm-hmm. know, we have a lama coming from Tibet and he's going to... Give some teachings, um, you know. And if you're interested, come and join. Come listen, you know. and uh, So my my martial art teacher, my master, he's a, he's a Buddhist as well, and he follows the same same Buddhist uh, school, or how to say, like lineage, as we yeah, call it, yeah. a lineage. And, uh, and he said, come and, and listen, you know. And at that point, I was like, yeah, okay, but I don't know. And I went back home, and my dad was like, why are you so early? You know, I was like, oh, because there's some kind of... Lama from Tibet, you know, and he's giving teachings. And my dad's like, really you're joking. I was like, No, no. Do you want to go and listen? I was like, Yeah, I would like to, but I don't know. He's like, Okay, let's go. You know, and my dad, he took me to the teachings over there. We sat there. He stayed there, I was listening, and I don't know, probably because of what I was going through that that in that time in my life, my parents were divorcing you know oh wow yeah so my parents were divorcing about that when i was that age and i was feeling very insecure mm. you know i remember i had a lot of anxiety now i would know how to name it yeah, just yeah, like yeah. anxiety at the time you just like what the at hell the is this at the some time kind of demons. Just know, yeah just demons that stress you know constantly you know you want to cry mm. you know and you don't know what's happening with you and that's why everyone is like, oh, he's very emotional child. He's very emotional child. You know, you, they I had that emotional child label. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, and and when I went there to those teachings, I found peace. You know, mm. honestly, I didn't understand at that point. Probably I understood just like ten percent, maybe twenty percent of what was, you know, what was it about.
0: What language were they using? Lithuanian. Lithuanian. Yeah. Oh, so okay.
1: so the Lama he was talking Tibetan. Then we, they had one translator from Tibetan into English and another translator from wow. English to Lithuanian.
0: It's like five minutes later. You guys yeah, got yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So five minutes later you have that. And so, so the lectures. So now when I think it's crazy because can you imagine how, how, how good, now when I think how, how good I should feel, I was feeling in that environment that I was able to stay there for three hours.
0: Eight years old kid.
1: Eight years old kid. Wow. Three hours in the lecture with one break. One break mm. after hour and a half, we have like ten, fifteen minutes break, and you again you go back, you sit down, and you it's listen.
0: totally opposite for me being in a c- Catholic church when I was eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> I was like still like five minutes, yeah. <laughs> and you see, so I, you know, wow. just
1: I went there. I just saw that person, Lama, who's who's my who's my teacher and my my Lama s- until until now. And what does it mean, Lama? So Lama is like a like a status of a Buddhist teacher, like mm. you know, like in Catholic you have as well, so Lama or so we, or, or we he, he's like Guru. But and like after
0: Lama next is Wolf, and then Tiger, <laughs> and then Elephant. <laughs> <Hey. No>. <laughs> <laughs> Cheap shot. Uh shot. Uh,
1: so now they they have this. So they have like Dalai Lama. He's like oh, highest, okay. highest, highest, highest. Uh, yeah. So so. He's for for me. He's like guru or lama. We call you know like we call it a root guru. So the main guru who's, mm. who's, who's who's teaching you. So when I saw him for me, that's it. I was sitting there and I was just like feeling uh, content and happy. You know, I was just feeling content and happy and didn't need anything else. I was just sitting there listening those for those teachings and not only listening. I was taking notes. You know, you know a few months ago, not a few months, maybe about a year ago, I found a. a um, a notebook full of notes Wow! from those teachings, you know. That is really cool. And it was like literally, you know, you know when you write on the paper, when you write a lot, the paper becomes like a bit like crumbly yeah. and, you know, and soft. And that whole notebook was just like literally like, you can see that it was wow. used, you know, from the fingers, from the sweat of the fingers, everything. And I was reading that notebook. I was like, wow, wow. That is you know? interesting. And that's what this, you know, and when I say that story, When I start telling that story to some people from 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 other people from the Buddhist environment, you know, they were like, "Wow, mate, you have such a strong karmic connection with this teaching," you know. And I was Mm. like, at that point, I was like, "What do you mean karmic connection?" You know, because in Buddhism, they say you're not gonna get that kind of. It's very difficult for all these circumstances to line up. For you to have a chance to meet buddhism in such an early age you know mm. and if you would think lithuania is not a buddhist country
0: you know yeah but what is buddhist country what is not buddhist country like, wh-
1: where's the main religion is buddhism you know where everyone you, you know like if, if you go to thailand or or like Tibet, you know no, i
0: understand that but like buddhism as like as far as i understand and and anything in our lives it's energy it's a people like anything like right now me me and you were two sources of energy yeah. whether we uh we are uh, interacting with that positive energy negative energy we can feel it we can sense it yeah. and the way like this story makes tot- so much sense to me is this this little boy who is in this uh, a- uh, this crazy time in his life with his parents are getting divorced so there's a lot of a lot of uh, negative probably energies going on around the house and then you come to this place where it's just surrounded by all these people who are there connected with this specific type of energy that they're like looking for something or they want to find the peace and they are open to these experiences and I think you just kind of okay so yeah yeah I, I got it you yeah. know I am I'm, I'm sensing this and yeah, you don't have to understand what they say you don't don't have to do any of that and I think like I'm I'm not religious at all but the only th- only religion I think I would like to go into would be Buddhism hundred percent mm. because that that is the only religion where they don't try to you Know be pushy and to try to convince you that this is the only uh, way to live in your life and this and this. It's more as as I understand, is uh, it's like listen, if you're open for this and and this can help you, and um, and it's just sp- spirituality and just be nice to people, be you know, and that's all it is. Um, so yeah,
1: in, in general, a lot of Buddhist like teachers, lamas, they say that uh, or Rinpoche is another like status for, for teacher Rinpoche, lama. Uh, so they say that actually, the Buddhism is not e- like looking from the Western standards. Buddhism is not a reli- like the like West like Western people they call Buddhism religion. Mm. But actually, it's not even a religion. Mm-hmm. It's more like a
0: philosophy or way of life or a way, way of life way of being. Yeah,
1: yeah. I remember for me was once uh, I met a person where where there was, was a lady, she was from one of the country that where the Buddhism is like a main religion, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was so funny because I was like um, Western, you know. I was trying to find the way how to... And some we started talking about the Buddhism and I was like, oh, so do you practice Buddhism? You know, because here like in, in Western, you can be Buddhist, but you don't need to... You just, you know, you just like Buddhism. You have a few statues. You at have home. that label on it. Yeah, you, you have you the label. And that's, it, you know, and for those people... You know, and you can have be a Buddhist who practices or so who have some certain teachings and meditation that you follow and you do, you know, regularly and like you but the people who grew up in the Buddha, it's the it's the way of living. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember when I asked that question, she she looked at me and she's like, What do you mean practicing Buddhism? Mm, mm, you know, mm, and mm. I was like at that point I just realized how stupid that question was. You know? And it's <laughs> an
0: interesting question actually, because practicing a religion for a lot of people it's going to church or going to mosque or going to the place where they gather that is practicing religion yes in my opinion practicing is to do it every day in a sense to follow those values Yep. because as a kid when i grew up i remember my mom she was very religious she was grou- she grew up as a ver- in a very religious environment because catholicism that was the only kind of a safe place that was the 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 this the um kind of a smart or not smart but just a a good thing to do Mm. it was considered to be if you go to church if you follow these you're a good person yeah you're a good person exactly and they follow the 10 commandments you know don't stealing Mm -hmm. no all of these things and then i remember my mom she you know again maybe her grandma was teaching this to her and you know when i got older i just thought what the fuck was that (laughs) basically every time there would be thunderstorm. She would be like, let's go inside the house, close all the windows, close all the doors, found the the, the darkest little place, and we pray. We pray as much as we can because God is angry and (laughs) he's throwing lightning and thunder. And that is, as a kid, already then I was like, something is not right (laughs) about this whole bullshit. (laughs) And then only afterwards, I realized my mom is just petrified from thunderstorms you uh-huh. know and she found out that's kind of her, her escapism that's how yep, she deal with yep, it yep, yep. and then she was pushing that on us as a kids yeah yeah and then afterwards when i said like mom even though my physics is really crap as i said to you before like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> um, i that there's an explanation behind why there's a thunder why there's a lightning and all that stuff um and, but yeah but she was living it she was so every day you like if I would do something bad, she was like, "Oh, God, gonna see this, you know? Lie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, if you lie, God is gonna punish you. That all yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff." But obviously, they were using to, you know, to control, to control, and different advantage taking over you and stuff, and and uh, but that's about the practice. But one of the craziest things I remember with the Catholic older women, like babushkas, so they would go to church uh, every Sunday religiously. Yeah, a perfect way to use it. Uh, go to uh, every Sunday. And then they would assume because they go into every Sunday that they are better that they are like pure, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then whenever they're not in church, they're the the nastiest witches ever. And then spoilers, yeah. And then they <laughs> go back it? to church, and then they do their um the uh when they uh, tell their um gossip uh, sins. No, no, no. When oh. they tell the oh, sins, oh yeah, 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 um, to so that all is uh, l- let go, and you're fine to you know yeah, do yeah, yeah, that yeah, shit yeah. again. Um, yeah. So, I, I I could see that straight away. That something is not right with this. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And so for for me, you see the the practice. So actually, practicing religion is be be being there. You know, staying with the. For me, for me, what is practicing is you know for me as well. For many years, I was, I was following those meditations and you know like guidance and, like at this point, I would say. I would love to do more of that, you know, again, come back. But because now with my life, of course, you know, now I have an excuse. I have children, wife, you know, job, and the the life is so busy and I don't have time to to do it every day, like, you know, what I used to do when I was younger, you Mm -hmm. know. Uh, but, But I'm still... But then, it's like, in Buddhism, it's just like, one of the most important things is like, is, let's see, connect your mind with your gurus with your lama's mind you know and it's again it's a certain experience that you need to achieve first mm-hmm. you know and when you achieve that experience then you and then you need to practice certain amount you know how to say of hours you know of times to to be able to revoke it again you know to how to say mm-hmm. And when you're able to do that, you realize that actually you can do it almost anywhere and any time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, and actually, so that's the goal. So you need to stay in that mind as much as you can,
0: mm.
1: not your mind, but your 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 teacher's, your guru's mind. And that's why I really well, another thing what I liked about the Buddhism that it's not about that you have a a person, you know like a hum- that that you that I say a refuge that and you know you, you feel again i think it's a lot of with, with the natural physical like human uh how to say need of of connection and and community oh I yeah mean, we are very we're
0: com- yeah. social yeah, uh, creatures yeah, yeah. we need and
1: we need that you know and and in buddhism i i felt that very clearly you know and that you have that person who you know, not everyone can be a Lama. Not everyone can be Rinpoche in Buddhism, you know. And there's, a, of course, of course, there's always a risk that you will find someone who's a fake one because, as everywhere else, there's a lot of fake, you know, teachers. Yeah, yeah.
0: just like a lot of fake martial arts <laughs> around yeah. there as well. Yeah, All yeah, 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 of yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually have a question regarding Buddhism, which I just kind of thought about, about it now. So the religions, what I know, like Catholics, what well Christians, or Catholics type of Christian, uh, Muslims... Um, anytime when someone sins, then uh, there's a certain punishment they will take upon from, they go to to the priest or whatever and they say, like, listen, Father, this is what I did. Okay, so you need to uh, count, like, read 100 health Mary's, 20 push-ups, and and then then you're good. Uh, How is it in Buddhism? It's
1: it's a very very interesting question. Actually, I remember I was, I I explained that quite a few times for, for different people. So in Buddhism... We have two days a month when we do that kind of process. Push-ups, <laughs> not push-ups, but when you had to say, you. Uh, is it
0: remorse? Is it like? Um,
1: yeah, when you when you say that, oh, I did these mistakes, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, so in Buddhism, one of the worst thing is is breaking samaya. Samaya is like uh, your commitments. Uh, It's it's like the easiest way probably would be explained is the commitments, Mm. you know, when you break your commitments. Yeah, And actually maintaining the Samaya, the quality of Samaya is the most important thing, you know, is is, if your Samaya degenerates, you know, your practice, if your Samaya degenerates, is you, you know, you're in the trouble, Mm -hmm, you know. mm -hmm. So, so that's why in Buddhism, even those sins, you know, yeah. Okay, it's but this, uh, the the this, the quality of samaya is more important because even if you doing a lot of sins, but if your samaya is clear, your 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 commitment, you, if you're still maintaining your commitments, you will be able to how to say overcome it. Mm, mm, but mm. if your samaya is, is poor, for you will be very difficult. To overcome. So
0: what what do you do when you broke your samaya or
1: so so there's a two days a month as a day is called Guru Rinpoche Day. And uh, Dakini Day, it's like two days a month, like a special day when we do um, a ritual called Tsog. Mm. And this ritual tog, is... Tzog of War? No, not Tog. Hey. It's <laughs>
0: <laughs> it <laughs> it so there's a basically <laughs> what it is there's this big hole with a fire inside <laughs> yes. and there's a five guys on one side five guys on the other side <laughs> yeah. and they pull the rope and, and whoever is stronger you yeah. know survives uh, so I love Buddhism t- <laughs> t-
1: it's called T-S-O-G SOG mm-hmm. uh, and actually this uh, when you f- doing this practice what you do you offer a food okay. you offer food wine it can be like any any beverage but especially must be wine
0: fish and chips for example okay
1: <laughs> you can you can go for fish and chips you know the idea i actually need to offer something that is highly valuable yeah and it should and it should be food as well mm-hmm. so actually like you're offering like a you're doing a present to to those deities and uh, of of samaya of you know the
0: have you been to bali no. Yeah, in Bali, they it's a. I think it's a Hinduism, but it's a mixture with Buddhism. Okay. So they have offerings every day. Yeah. every day you get out, they're going to have in front of their house, they put the offerings. Yeah. But I think that's more like for their spirits and stuff, because in Bali, they believe in all yeah, sorts yeah, of spirits yeah, 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 yeah. and they have all these parades and stuff. So yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly what's the name of the religion, but they, and the problem with these offerings are they always on your on the way. You try to ride a scooter and there's offering and then you like need to ride <laughs> around it. You end up stepping in it and they put anything like cigarettes in there. Like that's for they, um, um, uh, tobacco addicted, uh, uh, spirits I'm guessing <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: so 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 you do a talk and and actually the the idea of the talk it's it's a it's a f- fest you know so what you do it's like uh celebration feast, feast you mean fea- feast yeah, yeah. feast yes yeah. so you invite you invite when you do our prayers and so firstly before the talk to- there's like a preliminary practice where mm-hmm. you again you like you like clean and get ready you know your mind and your emotions you get ready for it so firstly firstly you're getting ready yourself and your mind to step into that let's say uh, zone or mm-hmm. you know that vibration that energy field let's mm-hmm. say we, we can call you know to to make it better to understand you know so 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 firstly you line up your mind to that and the better you will prepare your mind the better will be the practice itself mm-hmm. you know so that's why you need to do those preliminary practices a lot so you so you you learn how to really shift your mind you mm. know shift your consciousness let's say let's say consciousness not mind because it's a slightly different you know and when your consciousness is shifted then you go for that feast you know and in that feast you invite like all the deities you know from five buddha's fa- buddha families so you know you invite them and when they hear you offer all that to them you mm. know you offer it to say this is you know these all the precious things for you and i offer it to you because i want you to help me to maintain my strong samaya mm. you know and i broke my samaya <gasps> you <gasps> what know? Did do? so no so you say you say, <laughs> you say it's like in the prayers you know i broke my samaya you know i did and you need to think about it. yes i did mistakes i didn't do this or i did this or i didn't do that you know that you know, and but please, you know, I I want to maintain it. You know, so you like you like <coughs> you like putting a motivation. You know, you like you are like saying, "I will do it," and you like
0: In t- intention, intention, you're putting yes. intention out In there for the universe yes, and for yes, all the spirits. Yes, yes. So
1: you're not like you're not like had to say um, feeling guilt and blame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But opposite, you're putting intention to be better than what you are now. Yeah. And for me, it's so much different, you know?
0: Okay. Okay, tell me about how since you were eight years old till you're 32, 32 you 32. said, right? Um, and uh, doing, like, all this... from This is a huge gap. Like, there's a lot of years in between. So you had the ups and downs and practicing Buddhism. Oh, or, yes. Yeah, and so when do you think... What was the, like, time, like, it really helped you? Oh. Or... There are certain, certain one, periods of One life.
1: very specific time in my life, and it helped me a lot, it mm. was when I got divorced with my first wife.
0: This I was is your second wife? It is. Oh, you're really not <laughs> wasting your time, aren't you? <laughs> Jesus Christ. How old you were you when you got married first time? 24. Nice. <laughs> I actually almost got married when I was 24. So you see, you see. I was, see. You know, I was yeah. not that, that Boy, much smarter. Really? Then all of a sudden I realized, <laughs> oh, my samaya is broken. <laughs> <laughs> I, need to, I need to get the hell out of here.
1: So, um... I was uh, 24. I got married, and we were married for about nine, ten months, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting. It was, I'd say, interesting uh, period of my life. You know, I w- I was really, I'd say, I was really <coughs> attached to that woman, and yeah. and she she left me. And I remember I spoke to my martial art because he's my mentor as well, yeah, my yeah. martial art teacher. He was, and he is my mentor for and uh and he said just let her go you know just let her go and that's a uh, i felt that that's the only way you know so i let her go she she left and and i remember for me it was so difficult you know i had so so much pain in my mind and in my bo- just and in my heart i would say you know physically and i remember i just had that need to just practice yeah you yeah. know just because that was the so almost only like
0: fulfill that kind of emptiness, with yes, something else, yes
1: yeah. and that was the only thing that was calming me down. Mm, you, mm, know?
2: Mm, mm.
1: you know, all the other things they were distracting me from mm. pain that I was experiencing, and practice was the only thing that was healing that pain, yeah yeah, you yeah. Know? because even now I see a lot of people we, we do some things and we do things to get distracted. You know, not to heal, not to solve the problem mm. or the pain that we have, but to get distracted. Distracted. Certainly. Well,
0: that's what we do with alcohol. That's what we do with partying. That's what we do. Coping with mechanism. Coping mechanism. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and but we just there's a void to uh, to yeah. f- fill it with something. So else So you can
1: have a coping mechanism just uh, gonna how to say distract or deal. You know, like delay. Mm, you know. Mm. Or you can actually find the coping mechanism that literally is going to heal it, mm. you know. And for me, this Buddhist practice was literally the process that I could feel it healing, you know, slowly, slowly, but it was healing.
0: So w- were you like um, around 24, 25, uh, were you shaved head with a robe walking around Lithuania? No, 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 no.
1: So, so, so in Buddhism, you have different schools. You with have the bell. <laughs> yeah. So, so in Buddhism, you have different schools. So you have uh, Sutra and Tantra path. So Sutra.
0: I heard of Tantra.
1: Yes, so, okay, so Tantra, again, in Western world, people think Tantra, so everyone thinks about Tantric sex, you know, everyone's
0: like... No, that's not what I thought. Uh, of course, what this, do you th- this move in in uh, wakeboarding is called Tantric. You do a backflip. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> it's actually a true story, they do call it. I think it's, I'm not sure whether it's Tantric or Tantrum or Tantra something, but it's, a, it's okay. as you do the kick, you do a backflip, and that's how they call it. I don't okay. know why.
1: Okay, so but Sutra and Tantra. So, Sutra is like uh, actually the path of a uh, monk. Okay. So, you shave your head, you go to the monastery, you wear orange robes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not allowed to eat meat, you're not allowed to drink alcohol, you're not allowed to interact with women. What's wrong
0: with meat? Uh,
1: again, it's uh, because meat is killing an animal, oh, so okay. you support the killing, you know.
0: Yeah, but if you if you eat veggies, you kill a veggie. Uh, oh shit! We don't want to open that camera. <laughs> no, no, no! It's just like from the
1: from actually from the Buddhist point of view, whatever you do, whichever action you do in this world, mm. in the some we call it samsaric world, you accumulate bad karma.
0: Right. So all the all the carnivores gonna With, gonna suffer.
1: Whichever, whatever action, we're not even talking about eating, but whichever action, so actually just for your body to survive you accumulate bad karma for this physical body to mm-hmm. survive in this world you will uh, you are accumulating bad karma okay because okay as there's a one of the most important books in, in the Buddhists called the words of my perfect teacher and uh, in that book they st- talk about how to understand it so for example even just to to grow a veg or any you know vegetable or any grain you know you plow a field mm-hmm. when you plow a field you will kill a lot of insects and worms and you know and when you then you know when the veg or something grows you will use pesticides or something again to to kill so just to grow again there will be a lot of, so much death around that food that mm-hmm. when you eat it you will how to say be how to say uh connected with those deaths right you know And just by the connection, so actually, the karma, like they say, so, in Buddha, like, how the law of karma works, so you don't need to do, directly kill someone, but even if you're contributing to that death, at least a bit, you share an equal, how to say, responsibility, responsibility for that death. Oh, wow. You know, that's how it is. That's how the the karma law works. So, you know, so if, to grow, uh, let's say, to grow a carrot, if there was like, 2,000 insects died for that carrot to grow. Mm-hmm. So that death responsibility for that death will be equal to everyone from the person who planted that carrot to person who eaten that carrot.
0: Yeah, everyone involved in the...
1: In those 2,000 deaths of those yeah. insects. So that's why, you in know... And the crime. And the crime. But at the end, you know, at the end, you have an animal as well. So if you, if you kill the animal and you eat the meat, you know, so... Actually, that's a death that you could avoid, mm-hmm. you know. And and again, so you you have all those deaths, and to to uh, for for animal to grow, you, you know, he eats the food again, so he accumulates bad karma, and then you kill him, and there's another one death. So actually, there's one death that you can avoid. So there's one effort that you can do to to avoid that death, yeah. you know, to avoid that bad karma. That's why this. And there's a, and on top of that there's a lot of some other things, but just the simplest thing yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what's the wrong with me. But as I said, for our body just to be here, we're already accumulating a lot of bad karma, a lot of death around it.
0: It's almost know. like in, uh, in in Christianity there's like we were born with a sin.
1: Uh Actually in Buddhism they say a bit different. Really? What do they, they say, say? They say the the one of the main most important ideas of the Buddha is that actually we all have Buddha's mind.
0: Which means we all
1: are enlightened.
0: Oh, okay. That's better better than in uh, in than Christianity.
1: We are all enlightened. you born with a thing already. Yeah. Just the only thing that we need to do, we need to recognize it.
0: Oh, okay. And it takes different time for people to understand that they're enlightened. Okay, listen, uh, one of the cameras died. So we need to have a little break. <laughs> back. Warning, we're oh,
1: back. We're back. Camera back we to
0: Reality. So, we talked about martial arts, we talked about Buddhism, and now we're going to talk about osteop- osteopathy. 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 Yep, 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 So, how did that start? How long you've been doing this and what is it? I have no idea what what is osteopathy. Uh
1: so I started, uh, I finished my studies just a few years ago.
0: Just put a little bit further away. Remember Fist? Fist, yes. Yeah. There you go. Okay, That's so
1: I finished my osteopathy studies just a few years ago. Um, I studied at University College of Osteopathy in London, mm-hmm. close to London Bridge. And uh, you see, when when people ask how long I was doing it, I, s- I feel like osteopathy was so close to what my, again know i need to come back to martial arts because i grew up there and just i feel it was so close to what my martial art teacher was teaching me about the body and how body functions and you know how body can heal itself and mm-hmm and uh, so when i moved to london uh, for the first few years i was thinking okay i I, w- I wanted to get a professional knowledge because before moving to london i was studying acting back in lithuania
0: oh you did
1: yeah i was studying <laughs> i studied acting for 2 years then i left uh, left the academy i were you too good no it was <laughs> i was too ambitious i remember one of my <laughs> one of my uh, teacher in the acting academy she looked at me and said listen young man your ambitions uh, are are higher than your ammunition.
0: Oh <laughs> snap! <laughs> than your yeah, ammunition. I like that. Yeah, that's that's a really good
1: saying, you know. Uh. That's, and I remember because she said it in front of all the like.
0: No. You know, yeah,
1: yeah. Because I was I was very unhappy about the uh, grading that I had. You know, I was like, I think it's unfair. Can you explain me why I got this grading? You know, and she's like, Listen, young man. You know, I'm. I there's nothing I need to, you know, and say. Uh, explain to you, you yeah. know, because and then there was, but that phrase was like, I like, was like, you know, she dropped the mic. You know? Yeah, she,
0: she dropped the bomb and the mic at the same yeah, time. Yeah,
1: So yeah, so um, and um, yeah, so I moved to London. And I thought, no, no, I still need to get a professional knowledge. So and the knowledge that would help me to to do what I'm doing now. And I was teaching, I just started teaching martial arts then. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I was thinking about, you know, becoming professional. So firstly, I was thinking about the physiotherapy, but uh, I was thinking about physiotherapy, but in that time, those two or three years when I was just planning to do physiotherapy, the, it was quite difficult to get the position because there was so, so many people trying to go into the physio. Yeah. So I tried Brunel University, I tried St. George's, and it it didn't happen. It didn't work, you know. And then I thought, and then somehow, oh, then I did the access course for medicine and medical sciences in City and Islington College for a year. But again, I didn't finish that course. I was just about to finish, then I went through the divorce. the the, The one that we spoke. And really the study wasn't the thing, you know, that I was concentrating on. And uh, so I didn't. F- there was like just a few, few things to f- to finish, but I I didn't didn't make that. And then after, so I took a gap year, and then I thought, no no no, I need to come back. And I realized actually physio is not what I want to do, you know, mm. not really my vibe, you know. And then I researched, and then I found osteopathy. It's like oh, osteopathy, that's I heard something about it, you know. I I read a, a bit, then I came. I said to my martial art teacher. Uh, you know about that I want to study osteopathy, and he's like, oh, one of my students, ex-students, you know, he's doing osteopathy. Maybe you want to go and talk to him. You know, he explained you, you. He will explain you a bit more." So I met that guy. Uh, his his name is. Um, oh, I forgot his name, but
0: okay. It's probably so not that important. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: So I met that guy in Lithuania. He explained me about the osteopathy, and I was like, "Okay, it's it sounds something. What really." It was really hard to say close to my let's say perception about the body and how body should be treated and mm-hmm. you know, and then I applied for the for the osteopathy course here in, in London and yeah I got in and I finished osteopathy and what is the osteopathy osteopathy is um, actually based on a few basic principles uh, by the guy who studied osteopathy Andrew Taylor Still he's American let's say. M- pro- not scientist but like a, a professional medical professional and he built osteopathy and few few main things so one of the like uh, principles theories so one of them is like uh that the body has its own medical chest so it means that our body can heal itself mm-hmm. another one is that the he says artery is supreme what does it mean that uh uh, arteries like so we have blood vessels we have veins we have lymphatic yeah we have uh, and uh, so these are the arteries that run through our body and they're supreme for the health of the other tissues so if if those if we have some restriction in the mm. circulation of the fluids uh that restriction will cause further how to say degeneration of the tissue
0: Right here, I found the uh, osteopathy as a there's a definition of osteop- osteopathy is a way of detecting, treating, and preventing health problems by moving, stretching, and massaging a person's muscles and joints. Yes, so straight away, again, you're talking to someone who has no idea what's the yeah, difference yeah, yeah. even between osteopathy and uh, physio. Yeah, so can you tell me what's the main difference?
1: Yeah, so uh, I was about coming to so you see, you can I can explain in different ways, mm-hmm. but what I like to say is for example, even like using this term, what I just said, artery supreme, actually osteopaths are the ones that we like, if we follow the idea of Andrew Taylor still, we'd be thinking that we want to alter or like achieve our goal through altering the fluid dynamics in the body. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about the fluids, so again, we talk about the same, we talk about the, about blood. About lymph, lymph, lymphatic drainage and lymphatic circulation, cerebrospinal fluid, so the fluid that goes between our brain, spine, and and uh, tissue fluid, just in mm-hmm. general that we have, and that that's what we're manipulating. That's what we're working on, and by altering dynamics of those fluids, we're achieving our goal. Mm. So that's you know, if if we talk about the chiropractors, they're working more with the bones, more with yeah, with the solid. Uh, tissues so like bones tissues. and joints you know the, the 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 heart tissues and osteopath of course we can use the same techniques as chiropractors the manipulation the clicks and pops but the idea is if even if you do click and pop it should be you do that because you're preventing the I'd say, fluid interruption mm. you know or you want to improve the fluid interruption by using that technique to release something and and let the fluid flow mm. you know so that's that's the idea so actually I'm working that's why osteopathy can be very gentle and mild you know like sacral uh, um sacroiliac or sacral sacral osteopathy where people just you know this the therapist just hold your head for half an hour 20 minutes and he does nothing it feels like he does nothing but mm-hmm. actually he does job with sacroiliac osteopathy uh as like it's very in, again it's very personal some some th- therapists i i know that they are great they really know what they're doing when they hold your head mm-hmm. and some of them
0: they just so what exactly is happening while they're holding the head so
1: so the so again so sacroiliac osteopathy is based on the cerebrospinal fluid flow so we have, we have our, your brain and your spine is connected. So actually your brain is like sits in the, in the bowl full, so, uh, of fluid, like, you know, so actually surrounded by fluid and this fluid connects with the, with your spine and the, it runs around your spine in the, in the, in the, like, in your spine, <laughs> <laughs> in your spine, <laughs> yeah, and
0: and How much did you pay to get that um, degree? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so,
1: uh, and this fluid it moves as well. Mm. It it has a certain pace of movement, circulation, and it can be interrupted, you know, by injuries, traumas, and that's where. W- so physically, physically, what does our skull expands and contracts for? eight times a minute okay so actually there's a movement in our skull bones you know and it's they call searchers the the where the the bone connect the search is moving you know and uh, the 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 osteopath who did a lot of research and that is a Th- sutherland uh he's he's a british osteopath and and he was the one who did the experiments on himself when he was Taping his head and preventing the movement of those bones, you know, and then he started experiencing migraines and headaches and different other things. And he's he started, you know, he he was guided by his intuition, mm-hmm. but later it came to the signs that actually it is happening. The the searcher is moving, you know, their bones are moving, and they this movement is is responsible for the pumping mechanism of that fluid and and the pumping mec and what can happen, so actually if that fluid doesn't move properly, you can, it can create certain, like how to say, uh, disbalance in the pressure around mm-hmm. your bones, around your nerves, around, and if it's, ar- not bones, around your brain, you know, and for example, if you, if we think about the brain, you have different centers that are responsible for the different things, you know, and you have, if you have a very mild disbalance, you know, but, let's say, it's, this is so mild that you can't feel it but it's constant you know it's like a constant so and this is like a constant like um i I like to call it um stimulus mm-hmm. you know so for example uh it's like a constant like like itchiness something you
0: know irritation, irritation.
1: constant irritation yeah yeah, yeah so if, imagine you have a constant irritation on a certain area of your brain and that irritation you know, doesn't let you to relax properly. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, I, I'm pretty sure that's not a small irritation. It's quite a massive one. Actually, one of my guests who is a musician, uh, he got um, tinnitus. Mm. And uh, like right when he just uh, got his uh, degree in being a, a producer and doing all that stuff. And he got diagnosed with tinnitus. Um, do you know what that is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that constant noise in your yeah, yeah. yeah, which is like... It can be different, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and some people probably can have a mild one, some people can have a like, louder one, so that's kind of a little irritation stuff. Listen, like, the, the things what you're telling me, it again, for me, it's quite complicated to grasp it. Okay. Because there's quite quite yeah, uh, yeah. straight uh, in a deep end. But let's say, f- tell me, first of all, what, um, what kind of problems... Uh, uh, the osteopath are dealing with mainly. So when you, when I when it's straight away if I say you oh listen um Adomus I have this problem and then you say, Oh no, you probably could go to chiropractor, you probably go to physio, but if you have this problem you should come to see your osteopath. I say what are the like the, usually the big ones?
1: I say in general we deal with pain. Right. With pain.
0: So it's some kind of nasty pain. It's like, what about, I are you, are you used to suffer a lot, which is much less now because I train less. Um, I used to have nasty spasms in my back. Yeah, yeah. You, you could do, deal with And
1: that. any pain, you know. So firstly, as an osteopath, you come to me, I do a screening, you know, so I'll see. Mm. And then after, the, you know, I will do the screening and I'll let you know. I say, listen, I think I can help you or if i say i cannot help you i will tell you straight yeah, away yeah. or i can say i will say i can help you to that much but this bit you need to go and yeah, see yeah, another yeah. professional yeah fair you enough know. Yeah, yeah so but in general we deal with pain you know and because we deal with pain um when we talk about pain pain is very hard to say complex um thing.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Because there could be so many reasons for the pain. So many reasons, yeah. and
1: a very big uh, thing in the pain is is our mind. Mm. You know, and that's where the that's where the shit hit. Uh, sh- hits shit the fan. hits the fan, and that's where we can talk about the yes. book you suggested. Yes, hey. let's let's go for it. Let's go for We're it. We're gonna yeah. go a little
0: bit further there. Like, li- like, listen, like for example, I have an issues with my right knee at the moment. So, mm-hmm. um, I still haven't went to did uh, not the X ray but the MRI, which MRI. I was yeah, told yeah. to do. Uh, but I was, like, just hoping all the time we're going to meet someone who's going to say, like, do this exercise, that exercise, or this massage, that massage is going to help. So the pain is gone, but I still have, like, my two tendons are, like, kind of like, clicking mm. against each mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. on my right knee. Um, so since then, I've been doing a lot of massages, um, do more swimming, less less impact flipping and all that stuff. And um, I've started doing knees over toes. Uh, guys, thing you heard about I'm guessing I
1: heard, but I never checked on it. You never I checked never him out.
0: So you it. basically just do, uh, talks how we have so many different muscles which we don't really use, which can help us to strengthen, mm-hmm. you know, especially the knees. But I think that's for entire body. Mm-hmm. And uh, so since I started doing those exercises also really helps, like feels like my knees are stronger. Yeah. and uh, And I'm just annoyed that I never done this before because mm-hmm. I could avoid so many different things. Um, so yeah, so if I have that kind of a, uh, like this pain, so I could come to you and you can do the screening and check it out.
1: Yeah. So if you have a long-term problem, Mm. I always say, especially like knees, hips, I would say if you have a chance to do a screening, Mm. do the screening, you know, uh, again, it's good to know what is there.
0: What do you mean by screening? You mean doing like the MRI, X-ray, whatever whatever screening,
1: just do it it's good to know because it's a bit hard to say, uh, gives you clearer understanding about yeah, the body. Yeah,
0: otherwise we're just kind of guessing what yeah. is the issue. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: But at the same time you don't need to be too much attached to the screening because a lot of people they're going for the screening as a um, approval, mm, you mm. know? Or at the same time as an excuse. Right. For what they have. That's a good one. You know? Because they're going for the screening and they wait to see how much the joint is degenerated, Mm-mm. you know. And when they see the student, they're like, "Yes, I knew it. That's it. I have arthritis in my knee. Mm-mm. That's it." And they they stick to that label so much.
0: Yeah, and, it's the, and also they think it's game over. That that's yeah, it. That's, that's the problem. It, yeah, know? as excuse as you yeah. say. Yeah.
1: Osteopathy, one of like almost every treatment. I've when I, have almost every treatment, I repeat this phrase again and again to my people. To my patient,
0: to my clients, to your people, I like. to my people, to my people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Motion
0: is lotion. Oh, baby! So stretch as much as you can.
1: Stretch and move. Yeah, such stretch a move, and such move. a move. Because the biggest
0: and now that, that that's one of the biggest problems. People are sedative. People sit so much. Even me, like a couple of days ago, I was sitting editing for like six, six hours, and I remember I got up it was just like, oh my god, yeah. everything is stiff.
1: And and even when people move. What is the, I'd say, most common patterns for movement is a gym. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you would look at the movement in the gym, how limited it is. Mm. You know, if you would think about the body of how many different movements and ranges our body can do, and we limit in the gym with weights, you know, or cardio, yeah, you know, and that's it. Boom. So actually... You so you don't use all that potential oh yeah and this is
0: also a cool way to talk a little bit about um, our stunt industry so that's both of us were working in the stunt industry. And uh, like one of the greatest things what I love about stunts is because you can do so many different disciplines. Yep. There's so many. Like yesterday I told you, I went, uh, I went for a run in the morning. Again, I didn't run 10 miles. I ran literally maybe a mile. Just a little like yep. kind of a warm up in the morning, get a cold shower, have, have my coffee in the morning. Then I would do wakeboarding and then I did bike riding. So obviously wakeboarding, there was a lot of pressure on my knees, doing like, yeah, yeah. jumps and stuff. But again, I wouldn't do it for two hours. I did like maybe 30 minutes. Uh. And then I would go do bikes. And again, different muscle group involved. And the evening I did the swim. Uh-huh. So like I'm targeting a little bit of everything, but it covers all of that. And as you're right, you said like so many people just go and just do, oh, do did chest this morning and yeah, tomorrow yeah. I'm going to do my back and my yeah. abs. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. fuck off.
1: Yeah. And, and if you would think, you know, like most like what happens now, a lot of people, they would do? They do office to gym mm. or desk to gym.
0: Yeah, you know, and so lazy to do uh, the warm ups and stretches yes, and stuff. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. And yeah, this in kung fu when I did kung fu, we were like thirty minutes warm up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Stro- yeah. For thirty minutes stretch and like sometimes warm up and stretch is longer than actual Th-
1: than actual workout. Yeah, and and that's how know, it should be. And when people you know go desk to gym, you see how much they you know enough that you just ask them to perform like basic mobility movements like squat or mm. something and you see there's no mobility Yeah there. the
0: squat like for example the what they call the third world country squat <laughs> Yeah it's like how you know you go anywhere in Asia this Oh how, yeah 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 this yeah. how people chill yeah, yeah, just yeah. have that's that's a cigarette eat food yeah, yeah, yeah always and that's uh, the the biggest problem with the with the west um, westerners is that they can't uh, so that the heels are on the floor so the heels yeah, are yeah. always up yep, yep. so that's how stiff they are yep. then uh, one of the basics ones uh, reach just uh, the floor yeah s- you know when yep. you go yep. bend over yep. without bending your knees um, and uh, right I mean for me for me and for us because we're surrounded by people who do stuff all the time and like I used to train in gymnastics all the time so I'm s- I, I can compare myself to them. And I would think, oh, I'm not that good. There's this yeah, guy yeah. way better in rings, yeah, way yeah. better in parlor bars. Oh, this girl can do like splits like way better than I can do. But then you go to a normal people gym. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm an alien. Yeah, like, you feel like a superhero. Dude, I go <laughs> to this gym now. I do handstand push-ups, right? So that's one of my routines because I used to do pole acrobatics a yeah, lot. Yeah. So handstand push-ups I can do easy maybe. Ten handstand push-ups without the wall, anything. Amount of people coming randomly to me in the at the changing room. Oh, dude, like this thing you did. Like, what is? How long does it take? This one guy, he pissed me off. He comes over and straight away, he's like, "Oh man, that the the push ups, uh, the the handstand push up thing." It's like, it's like, what what about it? What? It's like, are you the guy who did it? And I'm like, no.
1: But <laughs> so you see, again, it's a cherry picking.
0: Yeah. What we spoke about before, people just want that cherry, to yeah. handstand push up. How long did it take you? Yes. You know how long I did parallel bars, rings and all sorts of conditioning, all the you know, Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So it's not about you know, when it's again, you see, like they say in osteopathy, there's a principle not not in osteopathy was that's what I learned from my studies, but I liked it and I use it in osteopathy. You have few principles, they're like a top of the pyramid, you know. And those principles they can go down into the many different techniques, mm. you know. And that's where, well, like, uh, artery supreme, like they say, the principle, you know. And then you can use many different techniques to, to how to say, to to support that principle, you know. And and uh, and then s- same with with uh, with the body. When when you when you follow the principle, then those cherries they come. You know, you you ha- you can have a lot of different tricks that you learn just by following that principle, mm. if if it makes sense. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah yeah so no, makes sense. so actually so the so my idea like now when I'm the more I'm training I'm thinking no I don't want the I want to find and I want to condense those principles you know those those supreme supreme ideas of how our body is move like what is the most important thing and when you have that principle then you start seeing how many different possibilities you have of mm. applying it mm. you know and, and those possibilities are endless, you know. And those possibilities, and that's where the crea- creativity comes, you know. Mm. So you, not follow the, you, you do not follow the, the exercise, but you follow the principle. And when you follow the principle, you slowly, you know, you, you, you use your creativity to, to use to how to create the exercise. Yeah. You know? But of course, you can't go to that from the very beginning. You know, firstly, you need to spend years of conditioning your body. And then, when your body is ready, then you can, how to say, you know, like, insert that into your body, and then you just... Yeah, goes. and the
0: problem is, like, we don't want to spend that time. We don't want to do the homework. Yeah. That's yeah. the biggest problem. Yep. Like, people, yep. again, when I was in the, going to gymnastics, I used to b- do pole acrobatics. So, I would practice uh, human flag for, you know, hours and hours, and, and doing all the conditioning, workout, everything when I needed to do human flag. And people comes over and we're like, "Oh, you're so talented, you, you're you're so gifted."
2: Mm. It's
0: like, dude, if you would know how many hours I was like working with the resistant bands, with the weights, with all of yep. the stuff to, just yeah, to make yeah. my sh- to get my shoulders strong enough. Yeah, that I did all these other things, you know. But instead, I, d- I don't know if I want to use the cherry picking thing, uh, the, the the expression. But yeah. like, they just see that one thing, and yeah. this is what it is, and this yeah, is how yeah. you get it. It's a, it's a human mentality. We just don't want to, and and pretty sure, like me and you, we probably do the same thing with certain things. We we like see something where we don't know much, mm. but we like oh, yeah, focus yeah. on that. Yeah. Oh, that's that's what it is. It's quite easy, isn't it? Yeah. It's, for example,
1: like you know, I, it's it's like me with the with the uh, guitar. I f- I catch myself, you know, I like sometimes playing guitar, and when I hear something, oh, that's that's a cool, you know, I would like to learn that, and then you find a tutorial, and then it goes like. <laughs> 15 minutes or like half an hour and you're like oh that's oh, too much for that's me that's too much for <laughs> you you. Know? Exactly. you know
0: i can so relate because i used to play guitar as well I used mm. to play in a band and everything and i remember that just that that sheer uh, amount of time you need to spend and especially if you're not very good with musical stuff and you're mm-hmm. not your brain doesn't pick it up so quickly yeah, yeah. like me and you probably been martial arts and like kicking and stuff we like oh yeah that oh this is how it works we quite quick un- yeah, understand yeah, yeah, how it yeah, yeah, works yeah. So yeah listen osteopathy, that's awesome. Um, probably the, some of the last things that I could uh, ask what are the biggest problems what um, you deal deal with on a daily basis as an osteopath?
1: Backs and uh, knees and shoulders probably.
0: Backs, knees and shoulders. and uh, backs it's mainly because of sedative work and then you just go and go crazy in a gym. Yeah. Uh, knees is it um, again pretty much the same thing isn't pretty it pretty much the
1: same because as I said desk to desk to to gym is is not healthy for our yeah, body yeah. you know if
0: and then the third thing was knees and shoulders and shoulders
1: shoulder again same same reason yeah because when you sit there's just the positioning of your shoulder changes over the time mm. there's some tissues shortens other tissues become longer you see our body the beautiful thing about our body that until our b- until the moment our body is g- is going to die, it will be b- becoming better in what you want in how to say in the way you are conditioning. So if you condition your body to sit for long hours, mm. that's what your body is going to be. Right, because we know. are so
0: adaptive. Yeah, yeah. any environment you're going to put humans yep. in, we're going to adapt like motherfuckers. So it's crazy. And,
1: and your body, if if you wanted to sit, so it means so some tissues like even the muscle tissue over the years it will change mm, you know mm, 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 it mm. will become more fibrotic what does it mean fibrotic it become more like a ligament not so much as a muscle mm. it means it's not going to need so much energy to maintain same position Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah you yeah. know
1: so actually your body just want to save energy You know, so if you sit there, so a lot of your postural muscles will become more fibrotic, will become more like ligaments instead of the muscles. It means they're not going to pump so much blood through them. Hmm. You know, that means they become not so flexible, not so mobile to use less energy, you know. And then you go into the gym and you hit some kind of crazy overhead snatches or something. That's it. Your shoulders are out, you know. Yeah. You know, and again, like shoulders, our neck and shoulder usually... It's, it's a secondary, how to say, problem from your thoracic, your mid-spine, mm. you know. And when you lose the mobility in your mid-spine, that's when the everything going to... And, of course, you're losing mobility in the mid-spine when you're constantly sitting there. And, again, because you were training your body su- to sit still in that position, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you're, of course, gradually your thoracic spine is just going to, uh, how to say, get into that shape and just going to say, okay, let's hold the shape, you know, yeah. that's it. And I like how,
0: also, like some people would uh, say, like, well, I'm not young anymore because when I was younger, all my joints were so much better. But the difference is when you were younger, you were active, you were doing stuff all the time. You know, as kids, like we run, we crawl, we do all those things. But if somehow when we become adults, we stop doing that all stuff. And then, and then when we get these injuries, oh, well, because I'm just getting older, no, because you haven't used it, you you idiot. Because you were basically, you don't use it, you lose it just yes. like with sex and a bicycle, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's the that's, uh, ending of, of uh, this segment, and we'll be back in a second. Well, as I do this with all my guests, I ask them about three favorite books, three favorite films, and three favorite people. Mm. Um, and uh, we're going to start with books. Okay. It was quite tough to figure out. Yeah, like you send me a couple of those. It's not that easy to find audio versions for all of them, uh, mm. but the ones I found and i thought we're like amazing so when the body says no by Gaber mate mate, mate. Gaber, mate? Gaber mate yeah w- where's he from
1: uh he's uh, uh he's i think from chile mm. but he grew he he's jewish origin f- but he moved his parents moved to chile when he was baby he's he talks about it in one of his uh, ted uh,
0: Speech, uh, TED Talks. TED-talks, yeah, yeah. TED
1: Talks. Uh, I think he was born in Austria,
0: mm. but then his parents moved gotcha. to him Because okay, of let's um, this podcast is not about Mate, <laughs> okay? Yeah, so <sorry, laughs> just, just like went straight away into yeah. like, well, when he was five years old, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just that's all right. <laughs> And, and I the think out of the, all the books that you suggested me, I mean, like, this one was the... Because um, with audio versions, uh, I think some listeners can relate to this, like, some narrators are not the best ones, and it's quite boring and all that stuff. Yeah. But this one was really amazing and really can suggest for someone who doesn't have time to read it, audio version is perfect. So, When the Body Says No, and this book made so much sense, and it really dives into how any <sighs> diseases we have, any health issues we have, probably except like breaking bones and stuff, which is like a physical thing, right? To fall and whatever. But I'm pretty sure that to recover it faster, it's going to make huge difference if mentally we are in a good place, yes, yes. right? And then the craziest thing what I really liked what they talked about all these traumas which come from not just from your childhood, from but from your parent childhood yep. and from their parent childhood yep. and how it, uh, it just goes from generation to generation like as this kind of a, um it's, you know, like when, when you uh, when you get, um, how to say that, um, when you get a property or like a house from generation to generation, wh- how do we call it?
1: Uh, uh, I don't know. the I, I know what you mean. Though. We
0: have two foreigners here, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so there's one Latvian, one Lithuanian. <laughs> yeah. and, and English is for us third language. Yes. We both speak Russian and, yeah, and uh, yeah. Lithuanian. English, English is the third language. Third language, heritage. Yeah. Heritage, It's, heritage, like, <laughs> it's yes. like we inherit these traumas yep. and go through that and how many people have all sorts of issues and like this guy um, was talking about how some of them e- actually have a very similar diagnosis like if someone is uh, suffering from certain type of disease or whatever they're like oh so as a child you suffered from abuse you and it's inc- it's just incredible really good work so
1: yeah these these books um so actually i would s- I would probably put three books. I I send you just the one, but there's probably three books that help me a lot to to create that picture and mm-hmm. understanding, that mindset of how body and mind connects. So this one is Gabor 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 Mate when the body says no. Another book is uh, by Peter Levine, mm-hmm. Waking the Tiger, Healing the Trauma, and the third book. Uh, was the name Zapolsky. I don't remember but the, the very funny name is called Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers.
0: oh nice <laughs>
1: very but that the last book "The Why Zebras Don't Get ulcers, is a bit scientific so mm-hmm. if you don't have a uh, medical scientific background it might be difficult to read yeah because on in that book what he does he speaks about every different human like uh, body system like your digestion your neural system your reproduction system and how that system is being affected by stress
0: right right right, right.
1: and he explains in scientific things and 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 he says in that book actually the idea is like look we say that we're stressful yeah we people we we stress every day and but look at the wild animals like zebras you know they they constantly they being attacked by predators yeah. you know why they don't have ulcers they why they don't have those stress problems you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. and we people we always have those stress problems, you know it's actually because their body knows how to switch on and off you know mm. and our body doesn't, and why mm. you know and actually all these books they have that underlying yeah, as yeah, well yeah. note of stress mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. as well the trauma you know that you that you mentioned so for me it was because as a coming back to martial arts, my master was always saying. Your mind is the thing that controls your body, you know. Mm. So not not vice versa. Mm. And these books they explain scientifically how it happens. So for me it was like, wow, you know, that every disease in your body is created more or less is created by your mind. Especially when we're talking about autoimmune diseases, autoimmune diseases when your body is attacking itself. So it's like Mm. rheumatoid arthritis, scleroderma. Uh, psoriasis uh, and all the psoriasis related
0: problems there was mentioned in this book about like uh, your body eats your own flesh something like that so yeah so you have some kind of thing on the skin or something so, so it's psoriasis yeah. psoriasis psoriasis oh, okay.
1: yeah so actually what it does so your body kills the, the body tissue because it thinks uh, yeah because it thinks that it's intruder mm, you know mm, so mm, mm. same with rheumatoid arthritis so actually uh, RA to make it shorter so Actually, what the happens? Your body eats your some tissue, like in your joint. It eats your joints because it thinks that your joint is something wrong. Mm, mm, mm. You know, and that's why you have or IBS, irritable bowel disease, and 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 you know other 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 problems. Oh yeah,
0: they were talking a lot about IBS. Yes, yes, Ooh. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's mainly like coming from abuse and 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 like uh, be, being like abused by husband and all that kind of stuff. yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And you see, so these books for me. It, and me as a therapist, you know, I work with people, and and when I w- read this book, you know, after that I start creating like my how to say database of people, mm. and even now straight away, I I'm not saying how cool I am, but sometimes
0: oh you're so cool, <laughs> I don't miss.
1: I can pick up. I just see. I just by talking with the person, and sometimes you just touch the person, like when as a as a <laughs> therapist. <laughs> You know, and you feel, is something wrong with that body? Yeah, you know? it is a dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that boy, you know, and I have those situations when I, I look, I do screening, you know, for the tissues, you know, the restrictions, like osteopathic screening, and you feel there's more than that. You know, you feel there is more We're going to do a
0: challenge when we're back on a set. Now, because okay. we're working with like 60 other stunt guys. Okay. So they're not going to tell you what issues they have, okay. but you're just going to do the screening and you're going to tell whether you can I'm, say what, what issues they have. Uh, yeah, yeah, we can go oh, for it. sick. We're going to put bets on it. Okay. It's okay. like, oh, 20 pounds if he says it this or that. Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> you know, and, and I had some situations when, you know, I, I like, I do like, like uh, like screening, you know, and and tests, and then I say, listen, that's what I feel in your body.
0: What do you usually need to do? Like, how? Explain me exactly. Like, so if if I you you never seen me before, mm. I don't tell you what what pain I have and where I have. Mm-hmm. So, what are the uh, areas you would actually? So touch?
1: I have my how to see routine
0: yeah. that I do. Okay, you know, so I like start
1: I start from the feet and ankle. then okay. I then I do a bit of it's called like harmonic technique. Mm-hmm. So I use a bit of like. Uh, W- wobbling the body, mm-hmm. I rock the body. I move, I shake the body, and I see how the body responds to the movement. Mm-hmm. So the the idea is that actually, like from the point of physics, uh, everything is wave or everything is a particle. You know, mm-hmm. that's the quantum physics. But uh,
0: so I wait, wait. Wait, I have some for it. No, no. <laughs> okay, say it again.
1: Everything is wave or everything is a particle.
2: <laughs> like
1: yeah and uh, so how your body responds to that movement you know does your body accept that movement or doesn't accept what i really liked about the osteopathy and what was something what i so and there's one principle that i was introduced when i was studying and i would say i knew that principle before but i was just sawing that in the treatment so going towards the tension or moving away from the tension. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was so much like yin yang, you know? Yeah.
0: Like... Yin and yang. Yin and yang, yeah. Did you say I, yin yang? I don't know how... <laughs> Do you say yin
1: yang or you say in yin yang? Yin yang. In in and yang. Yin and yang. Okay. I don't know. So yeah, Two so foreigners again, yeah, tried to say. Try, yeah, so for me, it was so... Much, because when you screen the body, I look, does your body... When I press, when I apply pressure, stretch, mm-hmm, anything, mm-hmm. does your body like it? Or does your body doesn't like? Yeah, or yeah, is your yeah. body do- and actually it takes time to feel you know and it really every day I'll be feeling it different depending on me you know how good I sleep how good I eat do I right, train right, or right. I don't that's why for me it's like a certain like a discipline to keep myself because because to keep me as a tool ready for right, the right, treatment. Right. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Know?
0: you sharpen the saw. You, Shar- sh- you yeah. always. Yeah, you know, one of my, f- my my favorite books is Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, mm-hmm. and they talk about how uh, you need to have these four pillars of uh, balance. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it, it, one is um, uh, one is your health, one is your uh, so physical health, then is your mind, then is your soul, and then uh, what was the last one? Uh, I forgot, but then uh, each of those you need to work on all yeah. the time. You have to have a balance between yeah. them. So, and then also in uh, maintaining a good um, capability, you always need to sharpen it. And so that's where they say like read books all the time. Like you know, not all the time, but have that time Regular. when you yeah. yeah maintaining and improving it. So yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. so and yeah, so when I, I start from the ankles, I do a bit of rocking movement, but I see how I. L- Check how body responds, and does your body likes it or doesn't like mm-hmm, it? You mm-hmm. know, and when you even just from the simple touch, just by putting a hand on your ankle, on your knee, on your muscle, on your thigh, I can feel does your body accept that or mm. doesn't accept that.
0: We're gonna do this right after this podcast. You I'm know? so excited that he's gonna touch me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, you know, check my knee, and <laughs> and
1: and then you know, and then you you start moving, and you see what movement does your body like, and yeah, what your yeah. bo- so does your body goes to the tension or away from the tension does mm-hmm. your body follows my movement or resist to my movement yeah. you know does your body likes my touch or doesn't like my touch you know and then and then i go a lot i like working a lot with the psoas muscle mm. if you're familiar with the psoas muscle no muscle psoas no uh, i just mentioned this muscle because i know i'm not going to go deep but it's very important muscle related to our uh Hip flexion movement, okay. lower back, and at the same time, it's very l- highly uh, responsible for for because I- for our mental health. Oh, right. yeah. yeah. So it's uh,
0: psoas mu- muscle. P S O A S. P S. P S. Like
1: P-S- psoas. Psoas. Yeah. Psoas
0: muscle. Oh so, wow. Yeah. And then and th- where is it? Can you show one of so the words? So it, body? Goes, it
1: attaches it? to all five vertebrae of your lower back, mm-hmm. and it goes very deep through your guts, and it attaches to your hips. But actually the only place where you can palpate is like touch and feel it is where your hips are. This, you know, this bone here. Yeah. So just, so just there. Yeah. So you need, depending on how much fat the person has. How much gut. How yeah. Much, how uh, much, yeah. So you can either palpate when the person is laying on the back or you need to put the person oh on okay. the side. I'll show, so I'll show it on the video here yeah. later.
0: That's cool. Listen, we're going away from the book. Yes. A little bit. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, but the, yeah, that's osteopathy. Osteopathy and how you do the uh, check, the, the do the screening, and uh, just just go. Uh, so you, you you check the entire body. It's not like you're gonna yes. go. On, yeah. So it goes all through. Yeah. Um, so going back to the book, when the body says no, and uh, I have this one thought in my head, which I really like. Like I remember that my dad uh, passed away. So when he was sixty-three, and he was a heavy alcoholic and smoker and everything. And uh, one of his best, best friends was this guy uh, who, was, who never drank, never smoked, was always, like, healthy, working out, doing all his stuff. And I said to my dad, like, why can't you be like him? Like, like look, he li- he's g- probably going to outlive you and live longer than you. And my dad always said, like, well, I'd rather die, like, all fucked up than, like, all healthy. Like, what's the point with that? And, um, and the, 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 the funny thing was my dad died, and that, his friend died two years later, literally from heart attack. And the guy never smoked, never drank, never, none of that. So, and we had a lot of those, those examples that someone who is very healthy, blah, blah, but then I was just looking through his life. Like he also divorced with his wife. He went, you could just imagine the amount of stress he was going through and how people just succumb to all of these other things. And that's what I keep saying to to us that we need that balance and we need to be as happy as we can. Yep. If if and and that that is just my my philosophy. So I, I smoke a rollies once in a while, like a little like tobacco roll roll ups. So I smoke maybe weed sometimes. I'm gonna have a drink sometimes, but if that if I feel like from my mind and for my like kind of relaxation that helps, and this is kind of me and it keeps me in balance, I think there's no problem with that as long as you don't overdo it. Yep. Like in that perspective, so. Um, what I'm trying to say is that like you just need to it's one of the main priorities is to maintain that happiness and being aware with your environment as like your environment where you want to be and not to be like oh I hate my life and all that shit
1: so everything we do like literally so that's why I like and that book as well actually as I don't know but I think that Gabriel Mate is Buddhist as well Mm -hmm. because from the way he talks and the way he uses there's a lot of Buddhists like how to say ideas in there as well, what he talks we
0: about. We need to check, maybe he's a pagan, maybe someone who... Uh, maybe, I,
1: d- I don't <laughs> know, but you know, but a lot what he... And uh, so, we all, We you know, we all are traumatized people. Mm. We all traumatized. There's, I don't know any, I haven't met yet a person that have not been traumatized by the life, you know, emotionally and, you know, and actually what we do, we just, everything we do is just the way how we're dealing with those traumas, you know, how we want to be happy. That's what the Buddhism say. That every person, what we're doing, we just want to be happy, you know. And the, what we do is actually we we every, so all the addictions, everything is the way we're learning how to deal with those traumas, cope with those traumas, and be happy, mm. you know. So, so and this, and and again, yes, some people, we take it okay, we accept it. But some people, they don't accept it. Right. You know? And that's where the conflict
0: happens. That's how you deal with those issues, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And exactly. that's where the
1: conflict happens, you know. some. You know, Imagine like you, you, let's say, if you would do everything that, you know, you have like what you just mentioned, you have a fag, you know, You sometimes you have a drink, and you think, oh, it's okay because I feel relaxed and I join and, mm-hmm. and that's fine. But imagine that if you would, how to say if you think that that is wrong what you're doing, but you still would be doing that, how mm. much stress your body yeah, would create. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. So, but it's okay, yeah. you. It's the way how your body is coping with the stress, with tiredness, with overload, and you do, and next day you wake up, you think, okay, I feel a bit better, so I can keep going. You know. I think
0: relationships is a very good example of it, like how I remember b- when I broke up with my first ex, and how I thought I was suffering. Like I was just, it took me forever to to get get over it yeah. for two three years. I was just like, oh, how's on um, poor me? She left me, or like it didn't work out, but I loved her so much. Mm, mm. Now in my th- I'm 38 now. It, listen, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Just move on. Yeah. There's no point to. To, to try to analyze who's who was wrong, who was right, and like to, you know, and people you know do suicides and do all sorts yeah. of shit because like someone left them and dumped them. Listen, if it just didn't work, just move on. That's yeah. it. And and if we would do that with anything in our lives, like and sometimes we just focus on a certain problem, which is actually in the end is not a big of problem, but we put so much tension and intention on in that. Oh, he said this to me, and I can't get over it for next two three days. So we need to le- learn how to let it go. And another book, really good one, I think, is the uh, uh, "How to Sweat." Um, don't sweat little things. And then, mm-hmm. the, and then, other the other one, like I had uh, five or six guests rem- uh, mention that as a, their favorite book is um, a, su- "A Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck." Uh-huh. You know, when you just like it's just not worth it, your energy. You know, yeah, when yeah, someone yeah. says like, it, "It's it's," I don't have time for this. Yeah, you know, and then you just move on. Uh, i think we we need to do to have more of that and my grandpa or the only grandpa who lived the longest was the one who did not give a fuck i'm not kidding you he was smoking drinking he did all of it mm. but the guy was just like <laughs> i remember he would come home drunk and his wife my grandma would be like where have you been like where and he's like wherever i've been i'm not anymore so <laughs> 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 just, just like that that's, that's a shout-out to my <laughs> grandpa. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Thank you, grandpa. Uh, he, he lived the longest out of all of my grandparents.
1: Yeah, so it's... Uh, but it is, you know... So, I, I, again, because those three books for me, they blended so much, the ones I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. I don't remember which one talks about, but there's... Uh, I think Gabriel, Matt, he mentions that as well. Uh, about So we have like three levels of brain, like the brain development. We have that reptile brain,
0: Mm, I think I have only one. <laughs> no, no, we <laughs> So, uh if it is at yeah. least 0.5. Let's let's <laughs> see
1: reptile brain is the the part of brain that is responsible for all the f- f- for for body to survive. Okay. You know, for body to function. You know. And the uh, second one is the limbic system. Mm. It's like um uh it's uh, how would to say the brain that is more like uh emotional brain. Mhm. And the third one is uh is the brain that is say, uh how is it called it's a uh, conceptual so actually it's a uh Oh, come on, I forgot the name. That's Sorry. right, that's <laughs> right. So
0: the first one was uh, like the one for our survival. The ba- yeah. It's like almost sounds a little bit similar to Maslow's uh, uh, yep, yep, pyramid. Yeah, the pyramid, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, so yep, yep. we start as the humans, we need to figure out how to just survive. Yeah. And then the next level, I, n- I don't know, but the last one was when we become ph- philanthropists, where we yes. think about bigger causes, yes, when we like yes, think about charities yes, and yes, stuff like yes, that. Yes. So it's almost like, sounds very similar yeah, to the brain. Yeah. So the
1: idea, so look, actually our brain is constantly telling to our body not not to our body to us what our body needs Mm. you know that 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 uh, how to see our reptile brain is constantly sending signals look you need to go to toilet you need to drink you need to this you need to that and it goes even deeper you know you need to relax you need Mm. to sleep more you need to but over the years of the we are constantly how to we have those infiltrated ideas in our brain that this is not good to do. Or you should be doing mm. this way. You should be doing, you know, or like society ideas. What is good in this society but not in that society? You know, you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, th- and these ideas, they can get so strong that they will suppress the signals that comes from your reptile brain.
0: Mm. Here they say instead of reptile brain, it's kind of hind, hind brain. So, uh, the yeah, brain can be divided into three basic units the forebrain, the midbrain. Oh, it's just the units. The hindbrain brain is clu- uh, includes the upper part of the spinal cord, the yeah. brain stem, and a uh, wrinkled bo- ball of I- tissue called the cerebellum. And the hindbrain brain controls the body's vital functions. So, the hindle brain, that's the supposed to be the reptile brain. Right yeah. So it's just, uh,
1: yeah, uh, but it's a reptile. It's like because they say that they all the. Uh, like reptile brain is all that the not the mammals, but all the, like the beings they have, even mm. the reptiles have the 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 limbic brain is the one that uh, limbic is the one that the uh, like uh, only like uh, primates have, you know? oh, okay. so they have emotions and all. You know, like actually, I might be a bit wrong with this. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the, those guys go more into in into the science sorry you know. But that's right. Yeah, but yeah, and then we have the. Um, that um, rational brain. That's the. That's thing. the third one. That's yeah, the yeah, third rational. one. The rational brain. You mm-hmm. know, and very often we train our rational brain so much that it can get stronger than the brain that you mm-hmm. know that sends the signal about our body. You know, mm. and sometimes your body will say, "Oh, I just want to relax," you know, or "I need something," and and your rational brain will be, "No, you can't do this. It's mm. not right to do. You can't do this." You know, and the Gray Bar in his book he gives a lot of examples of people who, who like suppresses their happiness. Or like they not allow themselves to be happy. They not allow Mm. themselves to experience something because their rational brain is saying, no, you can't do this. You not deserve that, you know, and you constantly have that idea in your head because of trauma that happened in your life. Mm. And how, you know, you think, oh, that trauma happened to me because I'm this, you know, Mm. and you start believing that you are this, you
0: know. So is the rational brain then responsible for our kind of value system? Yes. It's like it says, uh, well, your mom and dad were this and that, so most likely that you're probably not going to amount to anything and you're just going to be a farmer or you're going to yep. be that. Yep, for example. And yeah. because all those people said to you that you're a loser, yep. then, and then yep. so yep. the doubts, and so that's the irrational brain that's the rational that's responsible brain. for it. Yep. <coughs> but it sounds, it should be irrational brain because it's, it's opposite to what we want to be or what, what we're supposed to be. So
1: let's say the <coughs> rational brain... Is the brain that creates
0: your reality? Mm. Okay. Well, again, that's like the belief system, like yeah. the, the, the what we have, yeah. the values, yeah. and
1: yeah. your reality. Yeah. yeah and yeah. how do you rationalize what you are doing?
0: Right, 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 right. Or what you're not doing? Right. Is rational brain also responsible for someone being a, a racist? Or someone being, a... I would uh, say yes. Yeah. I, I can't be, you know, yeah, I can't yeah, yeah. be so
1: specific, but I would say yes. Someone yes. like um, believes the system. stereotypes. Stereotypes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where do the
0: stereotypes come from? Because the rational brain had a certain experience with a certain type of people, yep. and then when they come in your observation, like that could be changed, but you have to train for it. Yep. Yeah. 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 So that's that's why I like traveling work is really helpful. Yeah. Meeting all sorts of people and understanding that there's a different options for it. Yeah.
1: And and again, you see. The, the rational brain is being formed the strongest in the first seven years. Mm. Of,
0: you know. Yeah, for the, if you all that experience. Yeah. Right, right, so right. So if you
1: have traumas, emotional traumas, or any like childhood traumas yeah, in those seven years.
0: That's it. It's deep. That's the thing with like water. If if you if you drown as a child in the water, it's gonna be very difficult to get to if you've been abused. If you're being abused, if, if you've been neg- neglected by your parents things. and yes. then you have all yes. these daddy yes. issues, mommy yeah, issues, all yeah, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah.
1: that's that's you know and Old, as I you know Gabriel Mate and he talks a lot about and he has a lot of podcasts and, and, and talks so if people like would like to know more about it I would say this, he's one of the best actually yeah people uh,
0: okay check out Gabriel Mate that's books it we talked about books 25 minutes now <laughs> um, we let, let's do movies and uh, then the, the films so yeah. from movies which you, you mentioned a couple of them but uh, Matrix I mean yeah, it's classics it's classic it's classic what is your favorite uh, scene from Matrix and we're talking about the first one I'm not talking about all the yeah, other because yeah, yeah, there's yeah. so many crappy ones uh, awesome?
1: probably you know my, my favorite scene I don't know why but it really sucks in my head is that uh, deja vu moment
0: deja vu moment oh yeah that's with the cat, cat. the yes. cat oh snap yeah that one I didn't understand when the first time I watched and yeah. I think a lot of people who've seen Matrix for the first time didn't understand a lot yeah, of shit yeah um, I think I th- oh, what what was my favorite? I don't I don't really. Like, I really liked the the grossy slimy stuff when the, he got out oh, and yeah, all these yeah, things yeah, start yeah. snapping out of this head. Yeah. that was pretty cool. But. Um, when when that uh, insect they had up going up to his belly button, that was a weird one. Which one? So it's a it, it was like a tracking device. Ah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah. his
0: mouth got so like he couldn't yeah speak. yeah yeah so oh yeah, that yeah. was <laughs> that was pretty cool. But I think the coo- one of the coolest scenes was then when uh, what was the lady's name? Trinity. The Trinity, when she did that. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like as well. It's epic. You epic. Know, it was epic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so many other films afterwards were like reusing yeah. that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but then I think more worth to talk about is The 13th Warrior. I don't hear people a lot saying that is that one of the films they liked. It was with Antonio Banderas, Banderas. Right? Did you watch it? No, no, I've seen it before and I really enjoyed it. long time ago. I can, oh, yes. I've seen it like two or three times. So he joined these Vikings and yes. he was the only one who yes. didn't speak the language. Yes. And he literally learned the language in like... Uh, just by up, listening and by following listening. this, yeah. A couple of days of just total bullshit. But <laughs> just all of a sudden starts speaking <laughs> fluently. Um, but it was a lot of cool stuff with the swords. And I really like how they showed that these they thought that they are fighting like animals, that they're fighting some kind of uh, crazy creatures, but actually they're fighting just people with the... How that fear was created. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then because they never would see them dead uh, because they always took the dead bodies away. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. To create that illusion that they don't die. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So I don't know, but that movie is just... I watched it probably like seven or eight times. Mm -hmm.
0: I think it's something similar. You know,
1: it's just, it was so inspiring for me. And it, it had so many ideas that for me was so strong, the idea of brotherhood, you mm. know, of those Vikings being together and supporting each other. So and that's you know, when you
0: started growing your hair out. Uh, you.
1: No, a few <laughs> years later, yeah. But, you know, of the, and one of the, you know, uh, one of the ideas I remember, uh, what r- really touched me is like, why such a strong man, why they need to die?
2: You mm. know,
1: why those heroes, they need to die, you know? And why, for example, Antonio, Antonio Banderas doesn't die? No, mm. of course, because he's the main. But yeah. <laughs> but another idea I really like those at the end of the movie when the when the main guy he dies and he says, "Listen, you need to survive. You need to live, just because you not you know why to how to write, and I mm. want you to write what happened. So mm. so the legacy, yeah, the legacy. Yes. So sometimes you need to survive just because the death of those people will not be pointless. Mm. You, know,
0: you know, no, no, I understand like I I just struggle with the whole concept of the legacy um because you know, so many people would say like it's important for them what is the legacy they leave behind mm. them and um it I kind of get in contradictory like obviously I do care about legacy in a certain sense otherwise I wouldn't do this podcast, you know. Like that's would be my legacy, but in the same time there are cer- certain like other very selfish reasons, which I told you before, just to kind of like I'm educating myself. Yeah. I'm having a very good time here, and if that can help someone now and today or tomorrow, it's great. But it does. It is kind of legacy. So yeah, because I, you know, for years now, this, this is going to be out there. But I, I don't know why. Like I just thought of uh, this idea when someone's like, "Oh, it's important for me that there's a statue of me after I die and stuff." Like, why would you care about that? It's like. It's a very, very uh, natural feeling, but I kind of contradict for myself there.
1: For me, legacy is not so much about the material thing, but it's about, it's about maintaining, or like how to say, passing through. You know, because mm. like, like I can be a bridge, or I can be like a connector between that old generation and the new generation. Mm. You know. So for example if I take the knowledge for say about the martial art Vietnam that I had you know over the years I'm I'm collecting that knowledge and all my teach all my parents teachers you know they they were just doing that let's say without any you know like with compassion and love you know they they were just passing you know to, to me and if I will take it with me and just going to die it means all the effort mm. was pointless
0: yeah because one of the main things what i think is is the most important for us in the on this on this life is to gather as many as possible experiences because yes. the only thing we can take with us in our grave is the experience you know and then um but in the same time the legacy kind of waves in there because like do we care about things after we die do we still care Sometimes I think no, but sometimes I feel yes. Like I'm in between. I don't know. Okay. Anyways, I'm all about just uh, having these experiences, having a good time, and, and, and uh, if I can help someone, yeah, it is. It is amazing feeling when you talk to someone and they are inspired by you, or uh, it's pretty cool. Wow. Well, okay. There's a deep end. Uh, we don't want to get in that uh, <laughs> rabbit hole. Um, then the other book, uh, Atlas, Atlas something. Oh, the movie. Okay. The movie. Sorry. Clouds Atlas. Clouds Atlas. I haven't seen it. No way. I've seen the one part when there was like these Asian girls were like the servants in this... Oh, futuristic. Yeah, uh, futuristic. I remember it was creepy as fuck. Um, But I haven't seen the whole film.
1: So, for me, I really like this film because it, how to say, it shows, sort of shows like a, a concept of reincarnation.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So, I think there's like a about 7 or 10 main characters
0: they just playing they're the same but they're different and
1: different those lives. characters they sh- the movie shows how their life interact in different timelines you know mm. so we have past like few timelines in like in this life or close to this life you know and some future yeah, and yeah, yeah. how those people overlap you know
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: so it's beautiful for me it's like pretty much how the car- how karma and reincarnation works you know, so it's a beautiful story. You very know. Buddhisty. Very Buddhisty. Yeah, yeah. Very <laughs> and really like you see, when you when you think about it, but when you see it on the screen, it really gives you gives you that nice imprint of like, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's beautiful. So mm. for me, Cloud's Atlas is one one was and I didn't read the book. There's a book. I didn't read the book. Yeah, but yeah,
0: I was actually tempted but it was like too late, I didn't have time. Yeah, to, so to get this done.
1: and many people who read the book they say is much better than the film. There's
0: audio version of of it as well. Yeah. It's fifteen hours. <laughs> Okay. Audio. Well, <laughs> um, I really like that Tom Hanks wasn't the, the nice guy anymore there. Sorry? Tom Hanks.
1: Oh, he did a lot of nasty things yeah, over yeah, there. He yeah. did a lot. Like, yeah. Because he's always the, the <laughs> nice guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So, so it's it's beautiful film. Yeah. And I like how, it's, yeah, that's just the idea of overlapping and how we, you know, how we interdepend from each other.
0: Because it would be interesting, like, how me and you would be 300 years ago. Yeah. You know, so what would we do? Like, we would be like Vikings. We would be fighters. Yeah. We would be actually runners. Like, yeah, what yeah, would yeah. we would do? I would be probably a gatherer. I would just gather berries. <laughs>
1: I don't know. You see, like w- like they say in the Buddhism, it's like your life, your life is what you, like, is a is a picture of what you did in your, in your past. Your present oh, wow. is, so it's like reflection of your past, you know. Mm. And if you don't change nothing now, it will be reflection you know that will become your future so if you want to change your future you need to do it now okay so so actually your present life is the reflection of your past and your future is you know will be reflection of your present
0: so if you so now knowing your present life yeah can you tell me what you were in the past
1: like we, you can guess you know but so so they say like if if you All your, like, temptations and habits, actually, they've been built not in this life, but it was in the previous lives. Mm. So even, like, even the traumas, if you had any traumas in your childhood, so it's probably is from the, not probably, but it is hard to say, it's it's your karmic repay. Oh, wow. You know, so if you have trauma that created certain problem in your life, Mm -hmm. it is because what you did in your previous life.
0: How's your uh, family with all the Buddhist stuff? Like is your wife, she's um she's practicing? Buddhist as well.
1: She's Buddhist as well. Is it because well. of you or she
0: already practiced it before? She
1: she lived in China for some time. She she was around the Buddhists, but when we came to when, when we when we married, when we you know, started dating, she was she get more into it, you know. Right.
0: And how is it reflects now to your kids?
1: We're trying like I I'm not uh pressing, mm-hmm. but I'm just trying to bring them into this community yeah, you know? yeah and if they like it they will take yeah, it if they yeah. don't like give you know, them freedom give them freedom yeah. yeah but the idea is you know if, if they will find it attractive there's no way they're gonna run away from it you know if they find that peace you know yeah yeah 100%. so, yeah. so you
0: basically just say like if you're not gonna go with me to the Buddhist temple you're not gonna get any food that's, and then yeah, we'll just that's with you. no pressure <laughs> hey okay and then we have people people mentors and uh, none of those are like a f- famous people I d- yeah i didn't try to look at look them up to be honest like so so then.
1: three people i mentioned is the my mentor my martial art teacher petras golovac Peter golovac uh, he's yeah so as i said i know him since i'm seven years old and he literally he's my like my second father awesome know? and uh, my and yeah he's just most of the ideas of how to live and it's it's from him, you know. Mm, mm, mm. That's does he has a family? Is he he a does. Kids? He yeah. Does, yeah, he does. He has a wife and two daughters, and yeah. And second second person is uh my Buddhist my Buddhist teacher. Yes,
0: it's. Uh, oh my god! Oh, wait, wait. I will try to pronounce uh-huh. his name. Lama Namcha Gyatko Rinpoche.
1: Yeah, Namcha Gyatso. Gyatso. Gyatso Rinpoche. Yeah.
0: And he's he's from. He's from Tibet. He's, he's Tibetan. From Tibet. jesus christ that's a full full name
1: and yeah so i know him since i'm eight years old Mm -hmm. you know and he's as well he's like source of source of peace in my mind you know and uh and the third person is uh, is a uh torsunov Mm -hmm. oleg gennady torsunov Torsunov. that's how you pronounce in russian
0: just so you know guys
1: oleg gennady torsunov yes so he's he's actually he's uh Uh, Vedas he, you know have you ever heard about Vedas
0: yes I I heard a lot about my Vedas actually my sister and her husband got crazy about that stuff a while ago
1: so actually Torsunov Vedas are sort of like they're close to Buddhism but at the same time they're not very close to Buddhism and it's also
0: very yogi thing as well yeah yeah yogi thing
1: so for many years i really been inspired by by Torsunov and his lectures and his ideas about how to live and how to live in harmony so that's why I mentioned this person because I know, since probably I'm like twelve. Mm, I was mm. listening a lot of his lectures, a lot of his books and YouTube videos about you know, how to about diet. Because Vedas they, they talk about everything in life, you know. Yeah, diet, yeah, yeah. How, house, you choose, how you how build your house, how you I build this. How you sleep, everything, you know, how you how you make children, how you how you yeah. Oh uh, like there's
0: specific positions to consummate. I, d- I don't remember about
1: positions, but like oh the rituals, how you should go, you know, they they, are, they, they talk about everything. I know?
0: have a funny story. Uh, when I was in Bali, um, I remember like I got this message from my brothers-in-law, from my sister's husband, uh, saying something about, oh, there's this guy going to come over to Bali, blah, 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 you guys should meet up, whatever. And I kind of totally forgot about that message. And I'm here in this part. It was my farewell party. I was about to go back to the mm-hmm. U.K., and this guy comes over and he's like oh yeah so by the way um you know we have friends in common your your sister and, and i was like who the fuck are you <laughs> and he's like oh i actually used to be a, a vedas teacher to your your sister and and her husband i was like, wait there was a time when my sister was just totally crazy about this and did the yoga and everything you were the teacher and now you here smoking and drinking in front of me and partying and having a good time and he's like yeah, I'm done with this shit. I just want to start enjoying my life. <laughs> and he's literally said that I, I just got annoyed even to be just because everyone were treating me like I'm some kind of guru and stuff like that. But, anyways, that, that was interesting story. Oh, interesting. Got that's really interesting. <laughs> Someone who just like, fuck this. And I think he was going through something in his life because his wife passed away. I think she passed away from cancer. Uh, and uh, I don't know what changes he was going through, but it was okay. quite, quite crazy. Um, okay, that's us. Uh, people and uh books and films and people listen we are pretty close to wrap it up uh before we finish this uh what would you what would be your message to a very young Adamas, someone who is like i don't know maybe 10 years old in your case it's different because you were like from eight years you were buddhist so like i don't know you were not that lost but um, maybe not to a young Adamus, maybe to young someone out there. And you work with kids all the time, and uh, which is amazing. Um, any like uh, I call them the bombs of wisdom. What could you? What kind of bomb of wisdom you can tell to those kids, to youngsters?
1: I I just I don't really I I think I don't I don't have those bombs. You know, just probably just be be consistent and don't hesitate too much.
0: Well, that's the bomb right there,
1: <laughs> you know. Because myself, I I was a really big hesitator, you know. That I was mm. hesitating of everything, just hesit don't hesitate, you know. And that probably that was really helping me with my hesitations. One of the, my 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 mentor's word, uh, he I remember he he hit me with with that phrase very strong and helped me a lot. It's um, it's more like a Taoist teaching. You know Taoism? Yeah, yeah, I heard of it. Don't know much about it. So Tao is like, uh, it can be used in many different ways. But like uh, Tao, it can be used like a mastership, you know, Mm -hmm. like something like a cross ship or or like a harmony. But he, I remember when I was moaning about something, oh, I can't do this, oh, I can't do that, I don't know. And he looked at me and he said, listen, when the Tao comes, you take it and you learn it. Mm Mm-hmm. When the dao goes, you let it go. Okay. And for me, it was like, boom. So whatever goes into your life, you just take it mm. and you learn about it. When it goes, it goes. You know? So for me, it was like, boom. You know, I was like, Wow you know and sometimes even now i'm thinking oh damn i'm 32 i still could do so much about my life you know about my physical i want to improve this but i'm father of two you know i don't have enough time for myself you know and for my life i want to be a good father you know so it's like a a constant conflict you know Mm. because you want to do something for yourself but you need to take care and you need to show love and care for for my wife and my children and you're like ah so what should i do and then I'm thinking, so what's my Dao now? Mm. What's my Dao now? What I'm really practicing now? What I'm learning. And I realize that actually my Dao now is more family, mm. you know. But at the same time it becomes it, it's quite complex because it's family and I have all that background. So how can I maintain the family without losing all that background, mm. you know, from my past? And I think, so that's my Tao. So let's I wanna learn about it because after ten years my girls will grow up. They don't. They're not gonna need me anymore. Mm. So my circums- my life circumstances, will change. You know,
0: they will still need you, but in a different they, way. But in different and way, probably you know. less yes intense as it's now. So,
1: so am I not gonna? So, let's live life the way that I won't hesitate. Not, I don't won't regret about it later. Mm. You know. So just explore. So what can I learn from this situation now? How can I? You know. Yeah, how can yeah, I enrich yeah. myself from this situation now? So just learn this dao. Just you know, be be in the situation and learn. You know, how can I learn love, compassion, caring, but at the same time without losing my core? You know. Mm. So, so well, I like
0: when you said the core yeah. of. There's um, there's uh, another rabbit hole we can get into, but uh, one of the latest books, um, the uh, something about superior man. That book I read, and it's huge in Bali now. Everyone talks about it. Mm. So it's all about not losing your core. And it's like uh, uh, everything makes more sense and like the, the female are attracted more to you when you know what is your core and what is your um, uh, like kind of a mission yes. and, and you are clear with that. Uh, that's a big one. Listen, I think we we, we we did an amazing probably two and a half hours here. Thanks very much again for Thank being you. here, buddy. Uh, we're going to be seeing each other on the set in a couple of days. And yep. uh, again, awesome. Cheers, bud. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> Bruno's Podcast